fucking bored, man. Boredom's the first step on the road to relapse. This episode of the Jay Dunn's Last Kicker is brought to you by Guys Note and Victor Rich and Plastic Object. This program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Viewer discretion is advised. For I am a sinner in the hands of an angry God. Bloody Mary, full of vodka, blessed are you among cocktails. Pray for me now, and at the hour of my death, which I hope is soon. Amen. And it's January 24th, 2023. We are now in the year of the rabbit. So, if you're emailing the show, please sign off as in the year of the rabbit. We haven't gotten emails lately that's like in the year of the horse. Remember? That used to be a thing. It used to be a big thing. But instead... In my head... Let me get some more in my head while you talk about uh, this band. Uh, well, this band hey, hey. Hey, hey, is hey. called hey. Element 80. Yeah. And they just played a big show at Tulips. They've got a show coming up at Granada. But the reason I had them at the beginning of the show is to remind me to remind you that this Saturday is the Ridgely Metal Fest. Oh, yeah. The return of the Ridgely Metal Fest. Metal Fest. Metal Fest. Metal Fest. with more metal than you can ever handle. More metal. So why don't we do uh, monster truck commercials? We totally could. Or wrestling commercials. We need to start getting into that voiceover work world. We need to line that up, Matt. Let's do that. Do some voiceover work. Yeah. <laughs> I've been talking about it forever. I need to revisit something with you after the show. Uh oh. Eh, whatever. Yeah, is that what we're whatever. <laughs> but um, Metal Fest is back and leading, uh, headlining the show on uh, the main stage on Saturday night is Lockjaw. And just before them is Low Gear. Bands we've all played shows with. Dispositions are on there. Seen them a few times. Secret of Boris is on there. Mile Zero, Driven Below. This is, I, I like really want to go, 
but then am I going to be the old man narc there? He's like, look at that guy. He's a narc. Nah, I don't think so. There'll be some Look at that other, creeper guy with the camera. There'll be some other dudes there with cargo shorts on. Well, as I say, all of us, I mean, all these bands look like us now. I yeah. mean, we're all, all, all these, the headlining bands, That's Native 263, I mean, we're all the same yeah. age, so. You would see, I bet you'll see a few uh, cargo pants and cargo shorts. Well, I hear some pinch harmonics happening. Yeah. There'll be some pinch harmonics. Anyway, so Saturday, uh, Ridgely Metal Fest. I'm excited. Happy Tuesday, Matt. Happy Tuesday, Dustin. How are you doing on this Tuesday? Doing well. Very, very well. It's a cold, wet, nasty, dirty... uh, It's very damp. Very damp. Very rainy. We got threats of snow. We do? We did. Oh. Then those quickly petered out. I saw some flurries earlier when I was driving back to the office at work. Um, yeah, but yeah, those all quickly petered out. I was waiting for a call from you, being like, "I don't know if I'm gonna be able to drive in this weather." <laughs> to freeze. the show, yeah, it's gonna freeze. <laughs> We're gonna have to Gotta put it off, batten down the hatch, man. There's a, there's a cloud coming. There's a storm on the horizon. It's it's a coming. You gotta look out, man. Are you a real cowboy? Or are you a fake cowboy? Yeah, cowboy, cowboy. This is real. Did cowboy I tell you I counted stuff. the last episode? How many times I said it? Um, was it seventy-two? It was uh, twenty-three times. Cowboy was said. Now you need to go back and see how many times it's visual. Oh, like the word cowboy. Cowboy. Yeah, cowboy. Written on something. Cowboy right. tough. Do the commercials count? Like what do you think? F one fifty truck. It's for cowboys. <laughs> I wonder if Kid Rock's song or a Yellowstone episode says Cowboy more. more. Which one? Hmm. Well, we hmm. could quickly count up the Kid Rock song, and I know that it said it 23 times in the mid-season finale, which can we get over that shit? Thanks, Walking Dead. Yeah, Walking Dead did that to us. If Walking Dead... You know, Left I thought us with this anything. was going to be the last season of Yellowstone. Now it sounds like they're talking about doing a lot more. Well, we got to go to different years, right? Yeah. They got to uh, come to Dallas and start Dallas. <laughs> I'm JR, man. I'd be a, uh, I'd be a walk, what do you call him? Not a walk on, but like a. Uh, I'd be Bobby. What do, you, what do you call it where you're just in the show? I'd be in on that like we were supposed to with. That one with what's his face? With that, the one where he goes, "Baby, she gonna die." So what was it, that eighteen thirty two or something? Yeah, nineteen whatever. With the daughter, Baby, she died. Gonna die. So if I take out that one, that's a terrible way to tell your wife that your daughter's gonna die. She gonna die. Baby, she gonna die. The Kid Rock song "Cowboy" says "cowboy" twenty eight times. So Kid Rock wins. Just and by a little. Just by a little. 23 to 28. Dang, man. Now, we'll see. We'll continue to monitor it. We'll continue. We'll watch. Yeah. When the season, when the and mid-season picks back up and we got to watch. I'll because find a, now it's like you're invested. I gave up on Walking Dead. I'll find a, uh, a Kid Rock like live extended version of Cowboy. Mm-hmm. And we'll see. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. In person, live. Right. A lot of times. Um, yeah, you want to be an extra. 
Extra, yeah, that's yeah, you it. Want to be an extra? I'd be an extra on Dallas, wouldn't you? Yeah, Dallas. You know, they redid they redid Dallas for a little bit. Oh no, I didn't. Yeah, like I had a few buddies same... that had had their art on the wall. You know, on the I Dallas heard TV show in in the over the seas to the east that that's a big question that people ask Americans is. Oh, you live by Dallas. How, like, oh, man, you you like Dallas? What do you think about JR? All that stuff. When I was in the land of Kenya doing Kenyan things, mm-hmm. there was a little bit of JR brought up. And, <laughs> and Dallas Cowboys? Riding horses and uh, Dallas Cowboys and uh, Spurs and um, cowboy hats. A lot of people asked where my cowboy hat was. That I bring Would you me. just tell him, man, I forgot it. Sorry. I was like, yeah, I couldn't get it. I, it was, it's hard to travel with. It doesn't fit uh, nice in the overhead. Of, uh, so, yeah. I went to a wedding over the weekend. Yeah. And How'd that go? one of the, one of the, it was nice. Um, one, one of the uh, family there came and his hat was a nice felt hat. Yeah, and he had like a little guitar case for it that you get. Oh, really? And I didn't know that was a thing. So when you travel with your cowboy hat and you still want to cowboy up because you're feeling the cowboy feeling, you put it in a guitar case. You put it in this little uh, hat case that it looks like a guitar case. It's like made for a hat. Really? Yeah, that's how you travel with your your cowboy hat. Huh. Interesting. You gonna get a cowboy hat? We talked about this in the Me, past. I'd love to get, get a cowboy. Need hat. Need to get a good one. Need yeah. to get a good one. I, like I need some, to get a good pair of boots. I like the yeah. I do. Too. I need some formal boots. Yeah, I want I some have... with the cobras coming up. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, man! On the toes, that'll be hot. Yeah, sexy. The curly ones that the cartels and stuff wear, sir. I don't talk about them on this show. We really are probably going to have to stop talking about them. They're a little too close to home with everything now. I don't. I don't. I don't like like how Howard would would talk, we talk about our the way mob? out of that. Like, Howard Stern would never talk about the mob. I don't ever want to talk about the cartel. Maybe we should just cut it from our our uh, vocabulary. <laughs> Susie's on the money. She's like, it's called a hat box. Ding dong. Not a guitar case. <laughs> a um, hat case. A hat case. So you went to this wedding on Friday, and yeah. we're sending all sorts of pictures of exotic vehicles yeah. and exotic locations. I was going to take more pictures, but then I forgot. <laughs> The drinking start early. Uh, we were sneak sneaking it all the whole time we were out there. So were you not allowed to drink at this venue? Like you could if you wanted to pay for it, but this couple didn't want to pay for it. Wow! So everybody just snuck in a flask, right? Which is dangerous. It is dangerous. So yeah, I took a picture of the basketball court mm-hmm. that's right next to the that's a, uh, below the the bowling alley. Mm-hmm. And then uh, above the Ferrari storage, right? The, of, a, of a full like I don't know, man, twenty four car garage maybe. And there was a Range Rover, a uh, Bentley. Oh no, a Rolls Rolls Royce. I've got one. And then a uh, Ferrari that was covered up, and then another uh, some other SUV like that badass Mercedes one. Why are these at a venue? Does someone live there? Like, well, no how does idea, this man. work? Because I heard it was the dude that uh, made the chip, invented the chip, the Not potato, the potato chip? chip. Like what? <laughs> what? That guy's dead. 
Well, I guess he had a uh, <laughs> what chip? A, the computer chip or something? Microchip? First microchip or something like that? What? Yeah, he worked for what's his face? Ti and uh, well, that is close to what's IBM. His name, uh, what's his name's Ti out there and was it Plano, Mesquite, wherever? Yeah, Ti. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how many more times I'm going to say Ti? But Ti the rapper. So this house. Was like I, I can't. I don't do think he lives there anymore. Hot. Are you? I'm still cold. The dude doesn't live there anymore, so he rents it out for events and stuff. And uh, I guess I don't know why he's left. Just it leave there. some of his cars behind. I guess so. It's the weirdest thing ever. Yeah, but he's making some good money off that event, that place. Hell yeah. The uh, so you want to make good money? Build you an event venue and just I, when wedding shit happens, you can just charge nine times normal what it should be. Do you want to come to America? You need to learn to speak, speak American Yeah, man. So this place was like a cool place and everything, but I think if I had that much money, I would have updated a little bit because it has a real gaudy like, like Trump, like Trump would live there or something type feel. Because rich people don't understand. Yes, just because people are rich doesn't mean they're good interior designers. Terrible designers and decorators. Awful. Yeah. Not everything has to be marble. Tacky. No. It was. It was. And yeah. some of the stuff that you could tell they put in, instead of they took some of the customization of the house out and just put something that was sturdy for an event place. Yeah. So that was kind of, you're like, oh. And it smelt bad, man. It smelt like... Has mo- anybody been murdered there? It, it's Surely there's had to have been someone murdered there, right? That was what was great about the Cullen Davis mansion. Once it became an event venue, you could always go. Yeah. People were murdered here. So it's musty, too. That's death. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> like they're covering up death with some B.O. I found out this week that if uh, if a woman stinks, you're supposed to That's tell her death. she's got musk. She's go- not stinky. <laughs> like she's got like some a musk. Buck? Yeah. <laughs> We're not rutting. <laughs> hey, baby, get out back. We're going to rut. Musk. Yeah. Musk. What a weird... What's the difference between must and musk? Mm. Is one, like, good and one's bad? Yeah. One's for the stank. That's a polite way of saying musk. And one's musk. for you sound... You smell good? Like, yeah. does Matthew McConaughey's good-smelling musk, is it... Is it must? Well, that's what it is. It's it's basically you're you're being kind about bo. Yeah. You're saying you got a musk. You've got, got a body a nice, odor coming off. I've of got you. a nice musk. Is there any? Yeah. I guarantee you, Donald Trump thinks he has a nice musk. Gross. <laughs> Mustard musk. I am drinking hot chocolate. Chat room's asking me what I'm drinking out of this new cup I got out of my uh, my my box, my little nomadic box. It's my new little camping. Cup, it's it's hot chocolate with nothing else in hot it. Hot cocoa, just plain hot chocolate. Um, well, while you were doing that, I was working my ass off, so I didn't do anything on Friday. We had a massive uh, get this. So, not everything in this world is fed off fiber optic yet. There's still copper cables in the ground, especially downtown that feed businesses and stuff. Well, a group of homeless guys. Oh, great. They were genius. They set up a tent on top of one of the manholes in an area that is just off a road, and cut a hole out in the manhole. Uh, cut a hole out in the bottom of the tent, lifted the manhole lid, 
and went down and just started cutting cables and pulling them out. Well, some of them, most of them were abandoned, but then they got into some that were active, fed half the hospital district, knocked down part of Cook's children. That's like all hands on deck, huh? Knocked down the post office downtown, which has a Homeland Security office in it, mm. which was all sorts of chaos. So it turned into all hands on deck. But it was genius the way they did it. Like I was like, that is fucking Impressive. cool. And the asshole guy that did it yeah. walked by and asked, hey, man, because we had taken the tent and pushed it off and kind of crumpled it up. And he walked by one day and was like, you guys, you guys going to be using that tent? And they were like, yeah, it's evidence right now. You can't have it. <laughs> Two days later, he had taken it and put it up where his last little encampment is. Yeah. Up there, because we saw it sitting up there. Like, this motherfucker. And it was this guy. We knew it was this guy. I mean, Same he thing. had, you could see stuff. Basically, there's a trail of cable debris leading to his tent. <laughs> wow. It was pretty awesome, but it made me work my ass off all last week. So did they go? Did they go grab them? Like throw them in jail or anything? You can't prove any. You can't one hundred percent prove anything. Cause yeah, he had had an accomplice that had hauled all that stuff off. Usually, what they do is they cut it all because this happens on the south side of Fort Worth a lot down by Dickies. Yeah, they'll cut a bunch of cable, throw it in the back of a truck, and haul ass off. And they'll take it somewhere and start stripping it and breaking it down to get to the copper. Man, that is so bold. Very bold. Very, very I don't think bold. I have the balls to be homeless. I couldn't pull that shit off, man. We're going to get into something here in a little bit about how much of a man you think you are. Me? And I guess that breaks it. It's kind of a preview. You don't have the balls to be homeless. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess that... Segment's over. Not, that segment's over. Um, but Saturday, <laughs> uh, did a little uh, getting out of town touring action. Went out to Granbury... Made way towards Glen Rose, Hako, and Glen Rose, Texas. Was chasing a comet around, but spent some time in. Is that thing still up? Uh, Glen Rose for, or not Glen Rose, Granberry for a while. Yeah, it's still up. Cool. Drove by the two. See it. Drove right by the entrance to the two nuclear titties on the south side, near Granberry. Is that a new strip club down there or something? Or. The nuclear power plant. There's not a club down there called Nuclear Titties? There needs to be. What are we doing? Let's buy some land and fire one up. Dude, we'd make millions. It'd be like a titty twister dude. in, uh, uh, what's the name of that movie? Man, be, you know how many bachelors would, like, we'd have so many bachelor parties and stuff and, like, just pay hey, Ubers come on down the Nuclear gonna, Titties. Yeah, where are you going? Nuclear Titties. Ooh, well, I want to go. I'd go down there. Girls come, come out down there for sure. Girls come out in radiation suits and they slowly strip down. No, they wouldn't dance to that. No. It'd probably be trap. I don't want to get a man again. I don't want to get a man again. I don't want to get a man No, just all mumble rap. <laughs> no, it probably would be. It probably would be. But, I mean, I think we're onto something. Yeah, nuclear titties. Uh, copyright. JJTM yeah, 2023. The, the, what was it? The, the circle C, C, the circle C, C. Circle C. Yeah, Circle C. Circle Pound? I don't know. <laughs> just circle Pound. Um, Sounds weird. And then Sunday, we had the Cowboy game. 
Mm. And we didn't even talk about the last Cowboy game where Tom Brady got his pants beat off and Because we knew this was going to happen. We were like, we're not going to get did. into this. Though. Yeah, we didn't want to get into this. I, I didn't think they were going to beat the 49ers, but it was a closer game than I thought. But I'm done with Dak. I'm done with Zeke. Get him out of here. Tired of him. Yeah, and Kellen Moore. Tired of him. Get him. Let keep the defensive coordinator and keep the head coach, and then man, start. It's time to start a chopping some some some. I don't know. Chopping some wood. Can you say chopping heads, or is that going to get us in trouble? You can say that. I don't care. Chopping some heads. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, we have this talk every year. We do. <laughs> we do. But so I'm done is, with those two yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. They've had I enough, loved all three of those guys that you just mentioned or that we mentioned. They've had their opportunity to, to, to prove to us they have something. The greatest thing about that game. Got X Nate. I don't think Dak can do it. So I don't either. Nope. I don't have confidence in him. I don't have confidence. I damn sure don't have confidence in Kellen Moore. And Zeke, man, weird. I don't know what Zeke's deal is, dude. It's like, I don't know if he's hurt or what, man. He's just lost so much of a, like, he's lost like three steps, it seems like. The best thing about the game was the final play where he just got piled-drived into next week. Yeah, I didn't, even, I don't think ground. I finished it. I just walked away. I was like, I'm not watching this crap. Like walking away from an explosion? You were just Exactly. Done. There were 30,000 people at the watching party. Yeah, I saw that on the broadcast. They showed it a couple times. Fights broke out like crazy. Saw some of those on um, that Twitter, or not Uh, Twitter. Dallas TV. Yeah, that and... um, Dallas TV has all the cool shit. Public Freakout. Oh, Public Freakout. I don't understand. They're all wearing the same gear. Did someone say that they were done with Dak and someone got pissed off and then they just start fighting? You I don't, don't think alcohol was an issue in any of this. Was no, there was no way that alcohol had anything to do with it. None of the fighting Mm-mm. at all. No, I'm sure these were completely sober gentlemen and gentle ladies that were not being so gentle that day. What an embarrassment, man! Like, dude, come on! I can't help it. I gotta, I gotta fucking sound off a little bit. Go for it. I'll sit back and relax, man. I don't. It's like every year we're saying the same thing over and over again. It's like nobody, but nobody, it's always, it always seems to me that ownership gets to walk on this stuff every time. It's like, man, back in the day, we would talk about not going to games to make a statement to the owners. You can't do that anymore. You can't do it anymore. It'll never happen with the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys, that can never happen. There will always be someone that will want to go take that ticket. Exactly. So it's impossible. But, man, dude, this has been torturous. Like, this, this whole thing that I think Dak's major problem is obviously the horrific injury. I think after that, he has not really been the same type of Dak, as far as consistency and speed. His speed... Which injury? The one, the one where his, his, uh, his leg went the other direction. Yeah. The backwards leg, man. Yeah, backwards leg. Yeah. That one. Yeah. That, after he came back from that, man, he was shell-shocked. His, he doesn't have... He, he, I don't think he's ever had faith in his offensive line like he used to. It's just... I think it's in his mind some... And he just 
he means well, but I, unfortunately, man, I think he's headed to a team as a second-string quarterback pretty soon. I thought you were going to say the glue factory. He's headed to the glue factory. <laughs> <laughs> like take him out to the pasture? Yeah. Train station? Train, only cowboys take to the train station, though. Take him to the train station. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's like it's this. we're saying the same thing as always. It's like, I, I, unfortunately, I'm right there with you. I think we need to move on from Zeke's from a waste Zeke, of time. Dak Annoying. and O'Kellum Moore. I think it's time to move on. I think it is, too. Hopefully, we'll hang on to this badass defensive coach, man, that we got from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. That What's his name? I always forget his name, man. The one that's going around shopping for head coaching gigs. This oh, week. I'm sure he is. Yep. I would. There's yep. no way I would get stuck here in this shithole. <clears throat> anyway, that's my I don't, rant. The reason I don't think anything's ever going to change out there is because, yes, the NFL has changed since the Cowboys won all their Super Bowls. But it doesn't matter. They're making money mm-hmm. hand over fist. No matter what type of product is on the field, people still fucking it's all the same to them. show up. And we'll still you the thing we've all, we've talked about several times on the show the out of town family that makes a vacation trip to come down here and see the team and spends that much money and spends too. that much like a money. vacation's worth of money yeah so I don't I don't know I'm I'm just and it's not like it's not like he does appreciative things to the fans it's not it's not like he'd have dollar hot dog night like uh, across the street. And do cool stuff like that, cool promotions for his fans. It's always like, dude, give me him. He's always wanting money. What do you, what do you mean? The watching parties were free, man. You didn't have to pay oh, for yeah. those. Those were free for you to come and hang out. True. I guess I should be more grateful. 30,000 people in that Miller Lite lighthouse trying to buy beer and food. Mm-hmm. Nightmare. Lines. A zillion people lost. Surely they brought in more food trucks than they usually keep out there, right? Uh, About eight. So, yeah. So they were also hungry. So that led to the the anger. They were hangry. hangry. And they were drunk. And it was a losing team. They were hangry, drunk. And they were pissed. And they were pissed. There was a lot of domestic violence last weekend. Oh, they already said that. That the stats are through the roof. The stats on Sunday night shot through the roof. Shot through the heart. Shot through the roof. Anyway, that was the weekend. Yeah. It was a downer, man. It was a downer. Freaking. That's where we are. I did like that game, though, the Buffalo and Cincinnati game. That was cool. I, lo- I love snow playoff football. Snow games are the best. Yeah. Period. The best. And then when um, they're in the playoffs, too, that's that even that's like a bonus. Uh, James, singer of the spectacle. That's like extra juice. And I were talking in text that we were going to try to figure out a way to bring uh, – Snow blowers into and snow making devices game? into every stadium during the playoffs. Every game needs to be played in the snow, even if it's like or mud. If it's, I like muddy games too. Yeah, if the Cowboys have to go out to L.A. and play the Rams in playoffs, yeah, you fire up the snow machines. I mean, it, I know it's L.A., but you got to have it. Be awesome. Snow everywhere. Every game needs to be played in <laughs> snow in the playoffs. Why stop there, man? Just do all the the extreme weather phenomenons like. Let's do a sand stadium where they have to play in the sand. <laughs> and let's do one that's on the Holy beach. Let's do one. the injuries in the yeah. sand? Good God. Heat exhaustion and stuff. Well, so-and-so died. He, no, had, we'll a, never, he had another heat exhaustion. There will never be a Super Bowl in the elements again. 
I don't think. They're, they're done with that. I think they, it'll always be in a domed building. Well, didn't they have one in uh, Minnesota a while back, and they kept it open, didn't they? Well, that's when Prince played. Yeah, was it? Was that that one? No, he played down in Miami. Is that the one where his butt cheeks were out? <laughs> that was, was that the, the MTV Olympics? Music Awards. Oh, or the Olympics. Prince played the Olympics? <laughs> How great would that be? It would have been awesome. And he had that suit on that made his with his butt cheeks sticking out? The, uh, oh, my gosh. The leopard pants? Dun, leopard skin pants? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> well, Matt. Breaking news. We do have a major announcement today. Today? That we can talk about. Why did that stop so quick? Good God. Is that how long that file is? That sucks. You got to have that under you, man. It better be a story when you come in with that one. Well, how about we just fire off this one? (laughs) You ruined it. (laughs) Yes, we have a major announcement. Your two favorite podcasters that you're listening to or watching right now, or maybe we're not your favorite. Maybe you're just listening in because you have uh, uh, desires to take over what we do they and have to internet do it better. At their house, then they have internet. Oh, what the <laughs> what happened? Well, then it turned to Jaws. We're turning. Well, this thing's not getting off the ground very well at all. That was weird. I've never listened to that file all the way through. <laughs> I didn't know it did that. We are representing, or we are going to represent, the city of Fort Worth on February 17th, 2023. That was perfect. That was. Um, Visit Fort Worth is having uh, their annual meeting down at the uh, convention center. And um, it's going to be full, chock full of local celebrities and local musicians. I'd go ahead and say it sounds sounds like we're an a, a, quite an attraction to Fort Worth. We're going to be quite an attraction. Um, it sounds like we already are, man. Yeah. It sounds like, uh, hey, if you roll through Fort Worth, you need to check well, I mean, out these guys. <laughs> we do get emails every once in a while from our, our friends overseas that are like, wow, you make me want to come to sh- Fort Worth now. You're the shut up now. <laughs> those friends? Not those friends. The British it's, friends that are good. You'll shut your mouth now. Please do not utter that name or like, words ever again. Where we're, we're simulcast on uh, BBC Radio 1 or Radio whatever, Radio 7. Yeah. The Ocho, Radio 8. I want to know where our royalties are from that. I would like to know where our royalties are. We need like to buy some shit for the studio. Yeah. And is that, is that, uh, so do they pay their radio shows over there even though it's got to go to the BBC? I don't know. We, we to, hadn't got a check. We need to talk to our lawyers about that. We need to talk to the Queen. No. We, eesh, sorry. But I think it's pretty Too cool. soon. Yeah, it's too soon. Sorry about that. I think it's pretty cool. We get to, we're we're going to be one of the representatives in the world of podcasting, uh, showing off the city of Fort Worth, talking about it. We're going to sit down with our buddy Andrew Turner from uh, Dice Clay, <laughs> the Fort Worth Roots podcast. He's been on here several times, a couple times. We see him out and about. Very beautiful podcast. And then we're going to see just what that happens. That was a good one, wasn't it? That was a good one. The email that was sent today before the show is still kind of vague on what we're going to be doing. I guess we're just going to sit around and do our normal dick and fart jokes, but for um, the mayor. A live studio audience. And uh, uh, Tim Love. Yeah. Who um, 
might punch me in the face. <laughs> I don't know. That's well, well it's cool because I'm working on a security <laughs> detail. That is, if that works out, made, that'll be awesome. Made from the great felt hats of Fort Worth. We'll have a team. Police department giving us some extra security. Standing on each side of the couch. Why do those guys need security? Who are know. they? Who are those guys? Oh, just some dumb. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we also have another announcement that we're going to maybe break next week. Um, our our attorneys, our lawyers, and their lawyers are still... Um, you're teasing another announcement. Yeah, Maybe. crossing T's and dot nines. You're and this one's a professional. Pretty big. This one's this one's pretty cool. I mean, I mean, representing the great city of Fort Worth at the Visit Fort Worth annual meeting is is huge, gigantic. But that's a one off thing. This one is a long term thing. It's going to go on and on and on and on. Oh, and on. Yeah, I know what you're talking. Until about everybody's now. tired of us, or we just piss off the wrong people, or something. But um, yeah, the lawyers are still uh, fixing a few things. We want to make sure things are lined <laughs> up right, and um, like you know, the negotiations are going very well, though. Basically, our background checks. What we're the waiting background on. checks. That could um, be a while. Do you know how many background checks I have going on right now? <laughs> I got to go get my license redone on Friday. That's a pain in the ass, and then I have to renew my. Passport because it's been ten years. That's a pain in the ass. So many background checks. Then the Homeland Security had to give me a background. Just so check you can thing. go to that yeah. nude resort in Voy. I'm that's, going to hedonism. Yeah, so they're checking <laughs> so all like your. They, that's that's not. That doesn't count, man. You want a Voy? Can I believe you? You too. You look very. Is that Jamaica? Very friendly. Is that where hedonism is? Is it mm. Jamaica? Oh, is that the place that we did the segment on where you like go to this island and it's like all the sex you want yeah and there's like all the drugs all the all sex. the drugs all the sex all the meth i thought that went out of vegas yeah some joint out of vegas yeah i think you're right yeah i think so you think there's some vooing going there's on where they go vooing. probably so probably so <laughs> i'm just here for the vooing don't mind me that um, sounds like ronald reagan a little bit <laughs> yeah, creepy <laughs> I'm just okay? here for the void. Can I, can, hey, mommy, can I come over and void you? And that what he used to call Nancy Reagan was mommy. Weird, uh-uh. huh? Did he? Yes. He Ronald used Reagan used to refer to Nancy as mommy. As mommy. Mommy. Not that way. Oh, I will take some know, milk. Uh, me and mommy. More we're, milk, please. We're standing at the window watching. Uh, Pennsylvania Avenue. That's weird. Man, if Biden starts doing that, yuck. Gross. Gross. Grope a little girl the other day. (sighs) That video, that was weird. That guy is, there's something fucking wrong with that guy now. Like, I thought it was elder abuse. There's something, there's something going on there that. Yeah. It's There's been too many, like, one or two videos where you accidentally touch someone in the wrong spot. Or, you know, you accidentally grab something, not paying, looking or paying attention. But you grope like a 16-year-old girl while you're kissing her on the cheek is weird. Yeah, it's pretty weird, man. What about that dude that did it to his uh, his uh, son's girlfriend during the college um, game? 
the son's dad. Did the son's it, did dad. Girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. What? Anything come of that? The like, Georgia. The Georgia quarterbacks. Right. Did we find out what happened? Like, did that blow up? <laughs> I don't know. That disappeared. I don't know. But that was weird. It was very weird. And there's probably some conversations had up there. I imagine it's pretty intense mm. ones. If we can go back to Texas for a minute and Fort Worth, I'd like to talk about a story. I got two stories here that are locally based. I'd like to get into with you. Um, light pollution. Do you know what light pollution is? This is a big player for me. me? Yeah. It's uh, city lights mm-hmm. and uh, how it affects darkness mm-hmm. and how exposures work and all kinds of good photography stuff. Well, it gets in the way of photographers because if you're trying to take astrophotography, you can't do it in our city of Fort Worth. Um because it's horrible. It screws it all up. It screws it all up. But there was a study done, and Fort Worth has the lowest measurement for light pollution in the United States, ranking the ninth best city for stargazing hmm. out of 30 international cities. That's cool. Still can't see shit. Nope. And if we could sit down with old Maddie and talk to her one day, I'm going to tell her, we need to change the whole light scheme of downtown. These little round bulbs on every building. Let's do the LED setup like Dallas does. Yeah, they that gotta, way we can change the colors up for different events. Yeah, the skyline in Dallas is awesome. Rules now. It used yeah. to suck. It used yeah. to be a piece of crap. Yeah, it was like look now at that dirty awesome. city. Yeah, it looks great. It is awesome. It's like Vegas, but not Vegas. It's not in Vegas for sure. Yeah, it's Vegas, but you're in North Texas. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, that's what I want. I want all our <laughs> lights updated. In, in It'd be cool. DFW. And that way, when it reaches a certain hour, maybe we turn them all to like deep, dark blue so the light pollution doesn't bleed off. There you go. You bring them down. If I was in charge, just to piss people off like you, I would do it like a Dillinger, Dillinger show and just be like... <laughs> Truckers driving at night and have seizures. Like strobes going all over Fort Worth. But I thought that was a cool little interesting star, uh, story here. And that they're trying to do different things uh, with the light pollution um, here in the city of Fort Worth, trying to make it a little better. But, yeah. Um, so what do you all can Fort you Worth do? is still a class 8 to 9 on the Bortle scale. And when you get out to Big Bend, you're a sub one. What scale is that called again? The Bortle scale. Bortle. It's how much light pollution there is in yeah. the sky. And it's how much So you what can all can you atmosphere. do besides just tricking up your editing and your exposures on the camera and stuff when you're dealing with that kind of stuff you, in the air? You go someplace else. Yeah, you just go somewhere else. There's huh? no reason to shoot astro stuff. So what are they? You can so, shoot deep space stuff because you can shoot through what you're doing. Is your so what would the city of Fort through. Worth be able to do? Like I said, if you could figure out. Well, lately they've been turning off all the lights on the buildings because of the bird migrations. Oh, uh, that's supposed to help the birds. I don't understand, but okay. I figured the birds would want to see the outline of a building to stay away from it, not smash into the glass. But <laughs> whatever. I'm 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 not a aviary scientist. 
But that's a very unique way of seeing it, though. It's like <laughs> I, I understand what you're saying. You got a good argument there. Yeah, I, I mean, completely if I, understand. If I fly in an airplane on a Meacham and I can't see the buildings, mm-hmm. and I don't know they're there, I would just smash into them because I don't see the outline of the building. If I see the outline of the building, I can make the airplane fly over. If I was a, if I was one of these, these, what, what, what breed are we? Pigeons? Are we geese? Or what do you want to be here? I think they're uh, Canadian geese. So we're we're sitting there cruising, and all of a sudden, poof, son of a bitch! Yeah, fuck! Your beaks all beat in. Oh my gosh! You can't eat fish. I'm anymore. suing the city of Fort Worth. I would. I'm like, dude, this is it. I'd go put a coffin on this Maddie it. Parker's lawn. I'm sorry. That seems to be what you do in a protest. So I think it, I'd, I'd put a little baby duck in it. Like little a, baby geese, like a tub duck. Yeah, yeah, a rubber ducky. That's what you do. If you're going to sue the city of Fort Worth, it's yeah, those be the thing. The birds, they need to go to bird law school. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of things that need to go to bird law. I've been watching It's It's Always Sunny again. <laughs> you're bringing it back. Yeah, I'm bringing it back. Some bird law. Um, next up is something I came across uh, last week but didn't forgot to bring it up. But um, the Texas Barbecue Trail is firing mm. off. We're in that uh, season. I guess you're always in barbecue season, right? You can eat it at any time. Texas, for sure. In Texas, for sure. If you're a cowboy. If you're a cowboy. There's 50 places to go to on the Texas barbecue trail this year, and they're divided by region. And if you, I want to hit two regions for sure. I want to hit our region, which is the, um, the North Texas region. We have, I think it's 10 stops up here, maybe, something like that. Got to go to Hurtado right by my house. Um, yeah, I've already been. It's great. You want to run through this list? Uh, see how many you've been to? Sure. Barbecue yes. on the Brazos. You ever been there? In Crescent? Mm. It overlooks the racetrack. I'm not sure. Like Crescent Motorsport down between Granberry and Benbrook? You've been to the Crescent? Yeah, track, I've been you? there. That's where we're going to go race. There. Yeah. Uh, this one's right by you. 225 Degree Barbecue? I have not been to that one. That's on Main Street in Arlington. I haven't been to that one either. Danes. Been to that one. Been there. Hortano. Have been not there. been there. You haven't been to that one? Mm-mm. They just opened a new one at 8th and Rosedale in Fort Worth. Um, Hutchins Barbecue in McKinney. No. I don't spend much time in McKinney. I try not to. So, but maybe That's I'll a little bit there. too much, uh, you know, uh, Chick-fil-A and Adderall, like... Mother PTA mom type area that I try to stay away from, you know. Um, PTA implanted PTA mom. Yeah, on yeah, yeah. I don't. I, that's I, what it is. That, that's a hard uh, yeah. task for me to go into a place. Not like into that. McKinney. Not into them. Um. Next up is uh, Panther City Barbecue. Been there a lot. Mm-hmm. Now this one you got to get in the Sulphur Springs Slaughter's Barbecue. Mm. Is that Sergeant Slaughter? Could be. Could be. Wrestling Maybe his uh, royalties have run out with uh, G.I. Joe. Maybe. Um, Smokeaholics Barbecue over on Evans Avenue. I had them for the first time last year. Freaking fantastic. So great. Where's it at? Over on Evans Avenue off of uh, between uh, Rose, or south of Haiti, Rosedale area right through there, south of Rosedale. Um, great might- place. I might have had that 
Is it it's freaking awesome? It's it's right off of uh, eight twenty. Like no, you one gotta block go back over, one block over, and back yeah. up in there. Oh, and there's like a is it, isn't there like a taqueria that's next to it that's really good too? I think so. And then an insurance. It's place. real old school. Like you can get purple drink there. Yes, that's I've been it. there. Yeah. If you know about Smoke-a-holics. the purple drink, you can get it. I've had it. That place is great. Really good. Really, really, good. really good. I tried to get um, Jeff to go there because it's close to his house. That place mm-hmm. is awesome. And then Smoky Joe's Barbecue on R.L. Thornton in Dallas. I've been there. That place is great. Uh, on this list, though, I got to go with Hortado, beating everyone. So is this this Hortado. is a competition? No. Or is These it just, are just uh, places for you, you need to, go. to go when you're in North Texas? Yeah, I like you, the list. If you if you subscribe to this website, which is txbbqtrail.com, you can collect points, and when you collect so many points, you get to I don't know do something, get a shirt, or I don't know. I'm in. So if you go to Central Texas, which is the Austin area, I'm not going to go through all these. Uh, I've been to a couple. Agape Barbecue kind of freaks me out. When I hear the word agape, you know, some people get weird by the by the w- word moist. Yeah. I get weirded out by agape. Agaping? <laughs> like a gaping hole? <laughs> that gives you That's crazy, what it leads to. crazy face? Yeah. A gaping hole. A gaping hole. Agape, agape. barbecue. Agape barbecue. But I want to scroll That's down a here. a weird type of barbecue. There's quite a few places to go, of course. Austin, barbecue, Mecca. But um, I just want to scroll down here, and right next to, you've heard of... That's a barbecue tuna melt right there. Yeah. You've heard of Snow's Uh Barbecue, right? That took me too long. Snow's Barbecue is like the mecca in Central Texas. Snow? Yeah, that's the place you go. I remember him. Informa. It's not that guy. It's not that guy. But Snow's Barbecue down there, um, there is, you know, uh, people camp out like at 3 o'clock. Eric and uh, Dante just went down there, did a little trip. Yeah, I saw that on some the of these Facebookers. And they got there at like 3.30 in the morning when it was 40 degrees outside just to get barbecue. But if you look right by Snow's Barbecue, there's a little little place called Rollin' Smoke Barbecue. They made the list. Yes. Not any of the other little trailer huts around Austin, but Rollin' Smoke. We know of these guys. 1108 Eats 12th Street, Austin, mm-hmm. Texas. I can go ahead and check them off my list. I've had them. Me too. And we'll continue, probably. And we'll continue. I mean, I'll try to see the other places. There. I'd like to try them, but... It's just hard to go to other places when that place is just so damn good. Yeah. And the dude's cool. Mm-hmm. We love you, Kyle. Kyle, we, we love, love you. you. We love your place. You have good barbecue. Love, I just thought that was awesome to see him on the list. Your sauces are super. Now, we're going to be making a trip. We've talked about this out west. And there's a couple of barbecue places. There's four on the western circuit. Um, one is in Marfa called Convenience West Barbecue. One is in Marathon called Brick Vault Brewery and Barbecue. And then we're not going all the way to El Paso or Pecos, but we may have to knock two off this list. Maybe. When we go to Maybe. the Bend? Yeah. When we get the Bends? The Bends? We're going to listen to that at night. Have to. We're already putting albums together that we're going to really weird listen too. to at night. It's really weird. Under the stars. It's, it's already gotten weird. <laughs> Real weird. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I'm excited. This is. Are we going to pod when we're out there? Well, you we can. We should. There's going to be a lot of potters out there. Sounds like the there. beginning of a horror flick. There's going to be a big group of potters out there. We they might as well pod. To camp they and do a podcast called The Massacre Show. So that was txbbqtrail.com. Go check them out. And I, it's pretty it, cool. It's almost like an app. It is. Oh, it is an app? I don't know. I'm just saying that. All right. So yesterday I got consumed by something, and this is, I want this to be the main this topic. This is very of the show. random. <laughs> very random. I want this to be a long, long topic for this show. <laughs> I don't. I want to have. I, gotta, a, I want to know too because I, I want to know why you spent so much time on this. I want to. What happened? So I'm cruising through Reddit, <laughs> as all good stories begin, mm-hmm. and I come across this photo, and the photo kind of freaked me out. And apparently, this guy is pretty famous. His name is Green Boots. And he wears a pair of green mountain boots. And he's dead. He's a frozen dead body up on Mount Everest. And he is used as a marker. Or a pit stop. I found out that since this... A lot of people were talking this thread that... The pictures, an old picture, they have removed him. And taken him somewhere and buried him. He's not there anymore. But he apparently died in the 90s. And when you die on Everest... end up staying. You end up staying. Because above... I forgot what it was. It's 24,000 feet to the top of Everest is considered the dead zone. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when you make the climb to the summit, it's one shot or not. You know? And because you don't have enough oxygen... And or you have just enough oxygen to get you there and get you back to where you can recover. <clears throat> Has this ever interest you? At one time, it did. Seriously, it did at one time. But the more, how old were you? I was pretty young, like in my. So like I would say, kid, in my I want to be an ass. Oh, when you're my twenties, maybe maybe close to my thirties. But then once once. You get to, uh, you really start looking into it and all these cool documentaries that come out and stuff, and you realize how risky it really is to do it. It's, it's kind of faded. And I tell you what, the crowdedness, too. Like, you see pictures every year of this, of like a, thousand a people. Line, a yeah, conga a line. line. And that just seems unstable to me. Like, I don't want to do it like that. I had these romantic visions of me, like, I'm by myself, being all majestic. And I have the flag with me, and yes, and my Sherpa's there, and my bros are there, and that's. And they're like, "Yeah, man, we did it," and that's about it. I don't have, I don't have any desire to go up there with Fred, Frida, and Farah to have a good time and and pop a bottle of bubbly. You don't have time to do that. Mm -mm. You don't have. So I didn't realize that climbing up there is such a short journey. You have such a window to get it in that you don't have time to get up there and take a bunch of photos and celebrate and have fun. It's, hey, touch it and leave. Touch it, 
take a couple of pictures, thing. look around, and go down because it what it, that altitude, how taxing it is on your body, and how much stuff starts setting in, and like you have to keep moving. Yeah, because they say if you stop and rest and sit down. If you don't have the mindset that I'm only sitting here for 30 seconds before I get up and keep going, because if if you don't keep that going, you'll die. It's it. That's done. You just your everything just starts giving up. It's it that that leads me to more of what I'm talking about. Like now, when you see how crowded it is, all these like Silicon Valley millionaires and shit are doing it, and it's got this long ass line. Like there's a lot of stuff that could go wrong, and then. What, who's to say some fucking nut jobs like I'm not I'm going up I'm like pushing people out of the way and stuff like some psychopath like there's a lot of stuff that could go bad with that many people trying to do that amazing feat all at once so I don't give a shit about climbing the mountain I never really have I I would love to go over there and go through Tibet and Nepal and you know that part check of it China out. and everything check it out yeah India and check that region out. I would love to see that. And they say that um, you can walk to base camp no problem mm-hmm. and camp out there. It's And, like, people do that all the time. And there will be groups of people, like, hiking together to get up there. You can drive to base camp. You can rent a car from the local airport and drive up to base camp, camp out and drive back down. But a lot of people will hike it. And I think that would be cool. I don't – climbing mountains are no big deal. Like – we have Guadalupe Peak here, the tallest peak in Texas. I'd like to do that one day. But you're not climbing a mountain. You're just following a trail up somewhere. You know, you're not climbing the face of a mountain or having to put on ice shoes and kick in and have a pickaxe and be roped in. That's what I'm saying. That's what bullshit. I want. I want that. I don't want a tourist attraction for cajillionaires. I'd rather I just have want the pickaxe and like have the big spikes and stuff. Oh, that's and what do you that. want. Yeah, like I by just, myself. I just want to go up somewhere and chill out. And like Guadalupe Peak's cool. Uh, Emory Peak in Big Bend. Mm-hmm. I'd like to walk up there and check that out. Um, a lot of those trails aren't too terribly packed because they're a little taxing. You know, it, it is a climb, and if you're not used to it. But I don't. I don't give a shit about climbing K two or climbing Everest. And but. Falling into this wormhole of death, and I knew there were dead bodies up there already, but the stories behind the them and how they had and how Netflix. much trash and bullshit is up there, yeah, um, just led me down this wormhole. And I'm reading this Reddit thread, and I come across this guy, and I screenshotted everything. I want to read it to you. Um, this guy, he said he's hiked from uh, Lukla. At 9,000 feet to above Everest Base Camp around 21,000 feet in 2004. At some point above the tree line, you start running across dead people or markers for dead people, and it just seems to continue. It becomes a regular sight. Most of Everest is mental, and seeing dead people at a regular cadence who died doing what you're doing right at that moment really starts to eat at you mentally, especially when oxygen gets low. Hmm. 14 days of sunup and sundown hardcore hiking, climbing to get there. One and a half days of only thinking about pizza and beer to get back down to Lukla. He said he was solo. He did all this, but and he, he says it's the most difficult vacation he ever had, blah, blah, blah. And people start asking him all these questions. And he's, they're asking about the bodies, like how bad that mentally affected him. Because the 
there's hundreds of bodies up there. And he said, I knew the bodies on the trail would be there, but it was very numbing really to see them initially. After a few days, it bothers you less. Um, hold on. Did I skip that? Um, no. Okay. He said, um, I was totally solo and I mentally quit at 21,000 feet. I was totally exhausted and facing a mile of bottomless ice crevices to cross a glacier. I had just passed an upside down Russian helicopter that had crashed years earlier and still had half a dozen dead and frozen bodies still strapped in. The pilot, the co-pilot, and all the passengers, it was a cargo helicopter, um, were just hanging there frozen, dead. That's so wild. frozen there forever. So he said that, you know, really bothered him. And then they, they start asking him about, well, how'd you get away with this? You know, how much did it cost and blah, blah, blah. And back then he said it was probably about a $10,000 trip, but he worked for Yahoo and was traveling the earth, the globe anyway. And he was, he was between trips, put him in to where he could fly into uh, Lukla. L U K L A. I can't believe that uh, Luca already has a uh, mountain, a mountain named named after him. or a town. Um, did you Did you watch that Fourteen Peaks on Netflix? I didn't watch that, so I came home because every the reason all this Everest stuff keeps popping up is Disney Plus National Geographic just put one up, and it's this whole story about this team is trying to figure out if these two guys in the nineteen twenties actually made it to the summit before. Haley made it there in the 50s. Mm-hmm. And one of them had a pocket camera on them. And they're trying to find their bodies, because they never made it back down, to see if the pocket camera is still in there. Sounds like something you could do with a drone. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. So the whole beginning of the show is them talking about it, getting it all set up. And... They the pocket camera is their goal, and in 1999 they came across. I think his the climber's name was uh, Galloy, and they found his body. And what it looked like was he he had fallen. He had fa- the story went that he he fell, unclipped himself because of where he fell off the trail. The rope that he had, he pulled it too far. So he unclipped himself, walked a little further, and then just fell like 3,000 feet. And when they found his body perfectly mm. mummified since the 20s, okay, skin, hair, everything is still there. They do a close-up of like the tag in his shirt, and you can still see pores. But what had happened was they showed his legs. His legs instantly broke, and the calves were blown out from him falling. Mm-hmm. And like all the tissue and veins Good and gosh, shit man. were all just sh- like strings coming Such out of there. Violent show. And they're showing all this. I'm like, oh my god! So now they're after his, the guy that was with him. There's basically his assistant. They're like, the camera wasn't on him, but it should have been on the assistant. So this is what this new climb is. So in 2019, they found. And they, they fell. No. The, a Sherpa said he thinks he found him, saw him. Mm-hmm. When, they were, when, he, when the Sherpa was assisting with an ascent, when they were coming back down, they because of weather, they had to take this other little route out of, out of the way. 
And he's like, down in the crevice, we think we saw him. So this National Geographic team gets put together. They go back up there. They go through all the climatizing and working their way up. And they get they work their way from base camp to advanced base camp, then to North Cole. And at North Cole, they encounter 100-mile-an-hour winds. And the, there's a lot of candid features of uh, video of them like sitting in the tent going, are we going to die? Is this going <laughs> to blow us off the mountain? Well, apparently a tent got blown off the mountain, but the people that were in it were clipped into the rope and they were flung out. And the tent went. And the tent went and they were laying there until someone could come out and pull them back up this <sighs> icy hill. And there is a shot of this tent going poof, off into space, like just you're 20 whatever thousand feet up, right. just gone. Just see you later. Yeah, I think I'll do this on the in the VR world. Yeah. That's how I'm going to so, do my Everest climb. <laughs> they wait a day. The next day, the wind has died down. And for the first time ever, they launch drones on Everest. And they, they just found a graveyard. <laughs> well, that was one of them. But they get this footage that's incredible. And they're flying them higher than Everest. And they're saying, you know, this first time anyone's flown a drone at like 38,000 feet. And they're flying it all around. Um, and they're going around and they're looking at this area where they think this guy was that they're looking for. And they get these shots that are incredible. But, yeah, it's full of bodies. <laughs> And they find this Japanese climber that people have been looking for that had slid off the mountain during a storm. Yeah. And they found his body. And it's just chaotic. Totally chaotic. So eventually in this on in this documentary they go. What's the documentary um, called? I gotta I gotta find it. I meant to look it up before um uh we came out here. But they get when they there's a, another one that's out right now about an earthquake that happened while there was some uh climbers up there. You watched that one yet? No, I lost is it Lost on Everest? Yes, Lost on Everest is it's on Disney Plus, Lost on Everest. Oh, Disney Plus, I'm looking at Netflix. Yeah, it's on Disney Plus. So, cuz National Geographic did it. But anyway, they eventually make their way up to find where this guy is and they ha they are videotaping everything they're doing and watching them run out of air and these guys that are fit is a mofo just can't move and can barely move but they go ahead and they go all the way up to the summit and then come back down and try to look for the guy and I was like that didn't make sense to me <laughs> you're there to look for the guy but you went ahead and were like yeah, we're going to climb the 400 extra feet or 300 extra feet to get to the summit and hang out for a little bit. You're in the death zone for this long. You know, luckily, all of them make it back. But it does get a little hairy there for a little bit. And they're, every time they go to like take a break and rest, they're resting next to dead bodies. <laughs> they're just everywhere. Every freaking where. Yeah. But the the day before they made their climb to the summit... The day before they did it was the day you're talking about, where the line was, the conga line. They were oh, there yeah. when, when the news started reporting all that, and they make a, a point like they're calling home or something. They're like, we're not in that line. Don't worry about us. We're yeah. not waiting around like they are. 
And they do a time lapse at night of everybody heading out because I guess the best time to head out at midnight. Yeah. And you just see all these lanterns just all yeah. taken off. And then the sun comes up and you just see a rainbow. Of What'd you say clothing. it was called? Lost in Heaven? Lost on Everest. Lost up in heaven? No. Lost in heaven? Lost in Ev- on Everest. Lost on Everest. And um, um, they talk about the area called Rainbow Valley or the Rainbow Valley. And the reason it's named that is because all it is is the clothing of everybody that's dead. You just yeah, see I've heard corpses that. everywhere. And I think they talk about that in the 14 Peaks. I need to go. I don't need to watch that 14 Peaks. But that. Um, I think if I'm not mistaken, there's a fatality. In the middle of it? I think so. Is, so if I the, remember right. That's not the IMAX Either one, is it? Uh, I don't know if they put it out in IMAX or not. There was an it's IMAX the, one. Remember the one? It's the one where the dude like parties. Like he'll be halfway up the mountain and like decide that, that they just like are gonna down a bottle of whiskey and they start <laughs> dancing and stuff. I haven't watched that. This guy's he, and he, he's trying to set a record of hitting all these peaks. These yeah. like uh, over seventeen thousand or something or whatever the. There's only a few of these peaks that are out there, and he d- tries to do them all in a uh, really uh, closed in s- time span so there's the pretty I, good the imax everest is one of them but the the disaster that happened in 2016 where a bunch of people died there was an imax crew on the mountain shooting mm-hmm. another video and they turned into a rescue group trying to rescue everyone but that's where like a whole bunch of people died because they made a run for the summit and ignored the weather warnings and they got up there and a blizzard showed up and none of them could see their way back, and some of them froze to death just on the middle of the trail, and some slipped and fell off into the dark abyss. So that brought me to the to the question, besides would you do it? I'd never do it. I don't give a shit. I would not I would, do that now. Would you, but you would have done it younger? I th- I would have probably... <clears throat> Yeah, I would have said I was going to do it, but then once I found out all that shit that I was going to have to do, probably would have started uh, doing the old uh, Homer Simpson back into the bushes. In the bushes, like, oh, no, 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 no. So it made me wonder, like, have you ever done anything to where where you thought you couldn't, your body physically couldn't, you were going to die? Like, your body physically could not do anything anymore? Have you ever been well, to that point? Yeah, when when I was in the tornado in Palestine, when my dad and I got out of the, we couldn't, I couldn't get my door open. I physically couldn't push the door open. Um, and when he find, he kind of just pulled me through the uh, the cab of the of the truck, and then kind of walked about ten fifteen feet. I couldn't walk. He was dragging me. I couldn't do shit because your body just gave out. It just was. I don't know. Was if that was a panic the, thing? I don't. I don't think so. I think it was the the wind was so strong and panic all at once, and I didn't know what to do. My dad didn't really know what to do, so we got on the ground, and I remember it was a distinct feeling of, dude, we could get sucked up like any moment, just like the because it was like an F three tornado. Yeah, it was a gnarly tornado. They said it would have killed a bunch of people if it had been on Monday. It was on a Sunday during the Cowboy game. Mm-hmm. And then the same tornado hit my uh, my house and almost hurt my sister and mom really bad because a tree fell in. One of them big-ass pine trees 
fell onto them in the house. But that's probably one of the the only times where I was like completely just helpless and like and it was funny too because these Mexicans came and slammed into us right in the same parking lot and my dad was praying like crazy and you the you could hear the uh, Mexican people that were next to us just praying like in uh Spanish. Their native tongue. Yeah. They weren't speaking American. <laughs> they weren't speaking American. They weren't American. But yeah, it was cool. That was the one thing. And then uh the other thing that was crazy and dreamlike was just when we finally got up and it was just completely calm and light. Done. Like done. Yeah, just completely done. And there were no and, and the scene the wreckage scene was just it took us like two hours to get to our part of Palestine, which Palestine's not very big. Yeah. And it was because not. of all the power lines and stuff that were down. So that was uh, that was pretty surreal. I w- it took me a while to try to figure out, like, like at first I was like, I've never been in a situation where I physically thought my body was going to give out. I couldn't do anything anymore. Like, I had either reached the point of total exhaustion to where my body wouldn't work. Like you're or like, I'm uh, just here and there's I have no control of this situation and I'm going to die type thing. But then I've nearly drowned twice. That's pretty close to the feeling right and that feeling of helplessness i can't get out of this situation Mm -hmm. and i have no more air left is one of those things like what the hell and then miraculously both times it's like i'm out you know yeah i had a uh, drowning experience when i was a kid too and it freaked me out i remember that panic feeling remember did i tell you i had a, a a dream uh a few months ago where I got locked into some place that I knew no one was going to find me. Like it was like a, some weird walk in like a beer walk in or something that I went into and I knew that it locked and I knew no one was going to hear me. And all of a sudden that feeling of, Oh my gosh, oh, I'm going to die here. Yeah. Just came over me. And I was like, <gasps> instantly got up. What's weird is now thinking back on both those times is you reach a point, you're struggling, you're freaking out, but then your brain just goes, there's nothing I can do now. So you just like, you kind of just give up. You know what? And then all of a sudden, man, a freaky video that we kind of didn't talk about. I can't remember when we sent it to each other or when we were, you and Jeremy and I were looking at it. It was that plane crash that that guy was uh, FaceTiming. Dude, that is fucked up. That was. Period. And that was in Nepal. Was it? Yeah, that was in Nepal. Boy, they that have, was messed That is up. one of the... I went in and read a bunch of shit about that on the different pilot forums and stuff. About what went wrong, and it was pretty common. Well, engine failure. And when you're that low and you have an engine Did failure, you there's nothing you can do. No, I don't think the moderator approved it. I don't... But... Engine failure, when you're that low, you have no, everybody said, you have no time because you're coming in on approach. They were coming in to land, and the engine failed, and there was just nothing that could happen. And the worst was the sound of that video, man. <laughs> and the visual, just the chaotic visual flames and everything, and that terrible sound. Yeah. It's like, oh, man. Have you watched The Last of Us yet? No. They're uh, two episodes in? Yeah, we're two episodes I might in. start that tonight. There's a plane crash in the first one that's just real brief, mm-hmm. but it creeped me the fuck out because it's, it's one of those things. The day's going to come where something happens, and I think it happened in one of the Call of Duties, 
EMP goes off and planes just fall oh, from the sky. There's a there's a show that's coming out that's streaming or something that's about to come out that has Oh, is that it? That might be it. The Last of Us, the where they're just kind of tailing out like that, just stalling. Yeah. yeah. Creepy, creepy, creepy. Hey, that freaking little deal that we had a couple of weeks ago, that could have been a lot worse. And, man, the, the, there's more to the story. The there's a yeah, lot. there's a lot more to that story. Because, okay, that day... We had to make a run over to the west side of Fort Worth. Then we came over here to the east side of Fort Worth. Um, so we ran over the west side of Fort Worth to do something, and it didn't click with me at the time, but they were scrambling planes out of... I'm sure they were. Out of the Air Force Base. There were F-35s, F-16s, and tankers leaving, and an AWAC. All left. That's what I'm saying. And like, then when we came over here, you know, over here on the east side, we were at Carson in 183. It was completely quiet. You know, no planes, no nothing there for a long time. And then well, that was a couple of F-16s flew over and you're like. That was the other thing that was weird is they said, well, we, we've resumed normal uh, uh, flight service now. But there were still no planes in the skies for like three hours. Three hours. It's like they kept saying, they kept talking about it on the radio and on the news about how it was all over. But. There were still there any was planes no in the one, air. I was watching flight radar, and the, you can't see government planes on flight radar. You can only see commercial planes, and no one was pulling out of the out of the gates. Did we talk about our three theories, or was that something I think that we, we talked did about off chat. the show? We were talking about in chat. So I have a, I have three theories that could have happened. I have one, but has, I, it doesn't make sense for it to affect the entire country. Has any of it uh, gained traction, any of your theories, in the last week? No. Um, so my, the only, my only theory is that there was something going to fall from the sky. Mm-hmm. And it did. We had a big meteor hit outside of San Antonio mm-hmm. that morning, right when they grounded all the planes. Yeah. But they wouldn't have grounded the entire country, I don't think. Um, there was also a lot of talk. People were talking that there was supposed to be a a fairly large satellite fall from the sky. And that actually happened two days before that. Was that the Russian one? Yeah, or? it was Russian or Chinese or Korean yeah. or something like that fell. And it ended up burning up and landing in the, the ocean. I forgot what we're at in the ocean, but it was no big deal. But that was two days before. So Mine was hacking, EMP, or a, uh asteroid. Those were my three. And I really, the way it's just kind of gone away, just like that tent up on Everest, just just float away. No one's even talking about it. I'm going to pull that video up and you're going to see it and you're going to be creeped the fuck out like I was. But that doesn't help that all of a sudden now we're not even talking about what happened. No. I don't believe the explanation that it was just some fat finger, like someone screwed up with the, had a syntax error or something. scramble. Half the Air Force in the entire country because this wasn't. That's another thing. And the going thing with through Canada, the, going through the forums mm-hmm. and reading all these pilots and people that that know what the hell's going on. Right. They were like, no, we. They were scrambling out of Nellis. They were scrambling out of, um, whatever it is. Um, but all like basically all the Air Force bases just I'd like started to hear launching all those radio planes. calls. Yeah. What nice. do you think the likelihood of that happening is? No. Better get your ham radio license. We're going to need it. We're gonna yeah, need so it. you're you're in on this new show. 
the The Last of Us. I never Last played the game. I never did either. But Joe, I'm not, I don't, I'm not a PlayStationer. Joe Sama, yeah, he freaking loved that game. He always told me the that game it's was worth great. getting. He's Everybody like, dude, it's worth getting a, a PlayStation for. Everybody I know that had a PlayStation and played it said it was one of the best games yeah. ever. And um, that first episode is is pretty good. Yeah, pretty pretty good. It's got I the dude the from um, from uh, now. There's the issue Mandalorian because he'll start whispering and, or talking, and you hear, and all I hear is Mandalorian and Narcos and Narcos. Yeah, but Mandalorian. He doesn't talk Spanish in it, so I don't think it's uh, Narcos as much as Mandalorian. What if the Mandalorian went to Mexico? I don't That'd be a good episode. The Mandalorian took on the cartel. <laughs> yeah, the. Uh, Sinaloa cartel. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be wild. He was the head of the Sinaloa cartel, right? Who? No, Pascal. Oh yeah, Pascal he, was. Yeah, he but was the the dude, the he was the cop, who? the one that's uh, in um, in the Colombian one. The one that's in the Last of Us. He was the cop in the Colombian one, I believe. Yeah, he was the only carry. He, I think, he was the only character that carried over to the Mexican one, didn't he? Like, besides the bad, the the cartels. I shouldn't say bad guys. So you hear that cartel? I didn't say bad guys. I said uh, just, you know, let's move on. I thought he was. I thought he led in uh, Narcos Mexico. He was the cartel leader. No, he was. He was part of the DEA. Oh my God! Wonder Either. Woman, we can be heroes. <laughs> Game of Thrones. What are we talking about now? I don't know. I don't want to look through all this right now. He's hilarious in the unbearable weight of massive talent. I don't think I've seen that. That movie is awesome. <laughs> Nicholas Cage just being a dick. Yeah, is awesome. It's good, good, good. What's that streaming on HBO? Uh, or uh, torrent service. Oh, know. sorry. <laughs> Thanks for uh, calling me out there. I appreciate it. I like how you just threw us under the bus. Well, thanks. <laughs> Dude. So, is there anything like Everest you want to do in your life? Like, that's that extreme. Besides, I mean, that would require a lot of training, a lot of shit to do. Space would be mine. Yeah, space would be cool. I'd like to ride a big wave. That'd be cool. Like one of the giant ones, like the hundred footers. I mean, not the the. I don't understand breakers, how that works. But just a good big wave, like a twenty foot wave. That'd be cool it. to do. I need someone to tell me how that works. They pull them out with uh, those jet skis and a stuff. A jet ski can't last against a hundred foot wave or seventy foot wave. You can make a wrong turn and be in a sticky situation real quick. You got a lot of coral down there too. That's a brave sport. Those guys earn their living. Drowning. All of it. Drowning. Yeah. All four limbs going in different directions. I guess technically, if, like, if I wanted to be an F1 driver, I'd have to train and lose a lot of weight. Did you I ever see... about a buck eight, back 50. Leclerc's pictures that I told you about, where it looks like he's on Mount Everest. Yeah, he was climbing something weird. Yeah, and it looked way up there. Yeah. Surely he's not out on Everest. Man, I don't think people tell that kid no. <laughs> he's one of those kids that decides he's going to do something, and he just goes and does it. He's pretty hard-headed, too. Yeah. 
So, do you have any desire to go deep in like in the Mariana Trench? Yeah, that, uh, that's another thing. I would. I think I would Extremely chicken out. Extremely dangerous. I think I would chicken out for sure. But when you see those cool ass videos that they got down there and all that different world of stuff, it uh, you're like, man, yeah. If this if they if they put one of those at uh, Six Flags, I'll go in that. Like James Cameron, that was his deal. He took off and went off down in there, and that was his passion for a while. Are you about to I'll tie this into uh, Everest with the trash on top and the trash on the bottom? No, Picture I was going to say, because they said that um, if you were to put Everest in the bottom of the Mariana Trench, you would still have two or 4,000 feet above you. Wow. Man, that's of so water. crazy. Yeah. That's the thing that's funny is That'll everybody thinks bins. that your your parents and stuff were just making stuff up when they said that we know more about space than we do our own oceans. It's actually true. Yeah. I mean, you you do you follow that Russian Instagram account where they're catching all these weird ass deep sea mm, I had fish? To stop. They were too freaky. Dude, there's some stuff they pull out and they'll have videos of that like mm-hmm. They're poking this fish and all these different mouths open up on it. And you're like, what the <laughs> hell is that? Like it's, it's like an own own choir of And of they're like, Oh yeah, fish. we caught this in the in the Baltic like, Sea. Oh. They're singing Bohemian Rhapsody <laughs> together. And the depths of the Baltic Sea, and you're like Mother, I just what? A man. man, I can't keep a tune anymore. I'm flat all the time now. Mama. I don't have air capacity anymore. Thanks, COVID. Oh, I know. So, um, everybody just losing it, losing Mm -hmm. it. And when I had the cough the last few weeks, that hurt, can breathe. And now I want to go climb the Emory Peak. Well, that and the Lost Mine Trail down in Big Ben. I'm probably going to be (gasps) and have a heart attack and die. We're going to have to have oxygen. We're only going like 5,000 feet. feet, So, we're probably going to have to have oxygen. I saw a meme getting back. This is what I thought you were alluding to a while ago or trying to bring us to where it was uh, trash up at the top of Mount Everest that I guess climbers leave up there, which is fucking – I can't believe that, that they allow that shit. Well, you, can't, you don't have enough time to clean it up. Two, two you just got to go nude then. That would be awesome. There are, there's talks of a ban of oxygen tanks. Because everybody climbs with oxygen to get up there now, and it, it helps you out. Mm-hmm. But they're talking about... Making it to where you can't do that? You can't do that, because everybody... Just go like, with a their, brown bag? Their oxygen tanks, when they're done, they just toss them and plug a new one in, because they're just these small little right. cylinders. Like you get at Walgreens, the little... They're trashing ones. the mountain, aren't they? And they're trashing up the mountain like crazy. So they're talking about banning oxygen, and if you can't get to the top on your own... Lung support? You can't play on this mountain. Then you can't do it. You're not a man. Well, the or meme, a woman. The meme had tra- all the trash up there, and then had on the other side had all the trash that they they saw, I think, a couple of weeks ago down there in the trench, Mariana's Trench. Who's Who's been down to the bottom of the trench? Like, have I'm, we, all, have probably we just been like all the, the way down there? Like drones, like uh, the robot, robot submarines. Subs. Robot submarines. Sounds like a sandwich. <laughs> I'll take the robot submarine. All right. I'll take the Mariana Trench. Like. That sounds like something you would pick out of a different type of place. <laughs> Maybe that gaping barbecue. 
Maybe they got a dish called the Mariana's Trench. That's a lot of meat. There's some weird stuff That's down there. And you know what? You know what's down Just there? Flappy meat. You know what's down there? The devil. Uh, Jason Momoa. No. The 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 giant squid. Oh yeah, all over That'll the place. That'll rip you to shreds. Freaking Moby Dick's still out there. You've heard the story a few, I guess it's been a few years ago about one of our warships coming across something, and it grabbing the ship and slowing it down. And when they got to dry dock or to port, right. They got to look at the ship, and there were crazy teeth marks and rip marks. And yeah, huge wrapped around the whole of the the mm-hmm. bottom hull of the ship. It's no bueno, man. They're down there. Yeah, and they're coming. They're aliens too. Yeah, they know. Is they're it smart. the squid that are aliens, or is it the uh, octopus, octopus that are aliens? They both. They're both are. aliens. They both. They're just down there plotting on us. You see the beaks of those damn giant squid too it's like an elephant tusk hard as an elephant tusk they're evil and they're big they breathe fire and fart rainbows so there's only been about 20 <laughs> so challenger deep is the deepest point known on earth it's 10,900 meters you gave me in a weird way uh, we're moving on look yeah, moving on <laughs> Like we can't get we can't get caught up on uh, on rainbow. Well, that doesn't uh, make any farts. Sense. Um, the height of Everest w- is thirty two thousand feet. How many Statue of Liberties would it take to get to the bottom of Mariana's Trench? Twenty nine thousand feet is the top of Mount Everest. When the bottom of Challenger Deep, the deepest spot on Earth. Is thirty five thousand seven hundred sixty one feet, and there's only been about twenty people that have been down there. And I don't see. I wonder if anyone's been to both. Would that give them the bins? Let's do it. What if they just? There's our calling. They started at the bottom and slowly made their way to the top. One long progressive trip. Yeah, that's real deal. Started at the bottom. Now we here. Oh, there he is! I forgot. He's a he's a he's a Canadian. Figures. Figures. He's done both. James Cameron. He's gone. He's been no. on. Uh, okay. No, no, no. He was the he was the third person to go. So if you were at the top twenty seven people of that Mount have been Everest there. and like didn't have gas, right at all, oxygen, nothing. Could is it would it be humanly possible to hang glide all the way down without dying? I'm pretty sure well the problem with the top of Everest is it's and that's this is what causes the storms up there. It's in a jet stream. Mm-hmm. You would hang glide you would never come down. What's the longest that anyone's ever hang glided? It's gotta be around the world, right? All you gotta do is follow the jet stream. I don't know. There was a CSI episode one time where they got up into the jet stream and passed out and died because they didn't have oxygen. So you would have to have oxygen. You just have to stay it. away from that cap that they're always talking about on the news when they're talking about the weather. Yes. If the cap breaks, that's the that you got to know where that's at if you're doing it. Well, stay away from the cap. They did it here in Texas. Texas. 
They had they went. It says here, Zapata, Texas, Dustin Martin and John Durand set off together on the fourth of July, twenty twelve, with Martin flying his Willis Wing TC T two C and Durand his Moyes Delta Lightspeed RX three five. Powered by energy bars and drinks, both men beat the previous. That means record. cocaine and meth. Yes, it does. <laughs> they had an eleven hour flight. Uh, that went 474.73 miles on a hang glider. So that's not very, that's not going to get you very far, huh? I mean, that'll get us, that will get you to, from here to Big Ben. 400 miles? Mm-hmm, 474. Eh. Maybe from here to El Paso. Whatever. I mean. Eh, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, you got to keep the hang glider somewhere where the air's not too thin, because you lose. That's what I'm saying. You would have to gradually come down, not black out, and get down in time to where you could breathe some air. Well, if you ran out of oxygen, there's a quick way off of Everest. It's just a seven thousand foot drop into a <laughs> glacier down below, and they show shots of that, and it's scary. It made my balls hurt. That make that makes my balls hurt just talking about it. It's like when you're next to a big ship type hurt too. When yeah. You, when you're standing next to a big ship, for some reason that makes my balls hurt. Like a big cruise ship, you're walking back. You're like, man, like, this wow, is that thing's big. really big. What all makes your balls hurt? Like that's definitely make my one balls of them. hurt. Standing hike, on a hike, cliff, hike is another one. Like for me. edging to an edge of a cliff makes my balls edging. hurt. Yeah. That's it's a it's a whole. You're doing ordeal. it wrong. <laughs> you're doing it wrong if your balls hurt. On uh, Trashy Boners the other day. You saw an edging video? A guy just like shooting it off a skyscraper. Oh, no. Did he get on someone? I don't know. We got to know. He can't <laughs> post a video like that without letting us know. I don't know about that. I don't think it was it. Man, would Trashy you call boners. in sick to work if you got <laughs> jizzed on on your way? In? <laughs> <laughs> like walking under the Bank of America building and all of a sudden. What like, the oh, hell? man. What is this weird Oh no! It smells oh, bleachy. No. Oh, it's salty. <laughs> it's like a. <laughs> it's like a dried sock. I would just. <laughs> it's like a JJTM candle. I would just run into one of the fountains down there in the like the water gardens and start bathing. Why? That's probably full of homeless. Because you got a man's jizz in your face. There's probably homeless in man's cause jizz an in the water to in the water gardens. True, yeah. but you you know you have a man's infection in your eye. You're gonna get pink eye. I would buy an ox. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's going, what the hell are they talking about? Before we started the show, so look into the camera, Matt decided to show me a video <laughs> of a man living in the desert washing his hair on ox piss. An ox was ox peeing. It was like taking a shower. Straight out of its pee hole right into the man's hair so he could wash his hair. Yeah. What if? I mean, I mean, some people that's don't why have, they have running water. That's there. why I, you got to do it. That's their product. That's like their Sally's, an ox field. You that's go out there, it's Sally's like Sally's. In the Middle East. Yeah, you get your product from out in that field. <laughs> All right. So I like how you defended the character, though the guy. I had to. You're like, there. This is getting a little too judgmental in here, guys. This is very. Oh, we're just first world problems here, guys. I see. You don't know what it's like living on the streets of... Um, 
I've never been there. The Umbai. What country is that in? You don't know about Umbai. I don't know about they got ox. They got ox showers there. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. So today, Umbai. a very important fight uh, was took place in our nation's capital. January 6th? This is the January 24th fight. Oh. The United States versus Ticketmaster Live Nation. Yes. They got into a battle on Capitol. Have you, did you watch any of this? No, I haven't. I haven't seen any of it. Oh, it's so amazing. Who all's uh, up there virtue signaling and saying stupid stuff, making them stuff like, like sounding dumb? Um, all of them? No. Apparently... And according to, um, oh, what the fuck is his name? Richard Blumenthal. He said that Ticketmaster slash Live Nation um, should be applauded because this is the first time in years that both sides of the aisle have come together and agreed on how greedy and shitty their practices are. That Ticketmaster Live Nation has—I'm just going to say Live Nation now—that basically the entire U.S. Senate is against them. <laughs> really? Yeah, they think they're a monopoly. They need to be broken up. That there's no legislation in this field of business, and that so basically they what happened to the phone and, companies, except on yeah, a grander scale, pretty much, and that Live Nation is basically crushing any competition in that field and they are not only are they fucking over musicians and a bunch of musicians went up there and spoke out against Live Nation but not only are they screwing over musicians they're screwing over the fan base and they're making these tickets uh, reach points to where they're just completely unacceptable and part of it also we can attest to this yeah Part of it also falls on the um, the way Ticketmaster handles basically um, touring altogether and basically up marking or marking up uh, rental fees for facilities um, and basically the the tour fees for all the props and stage and all that crap is they just they're making it harder on the artist too. The artist can't afford it. So then it goes into the ticket price. Well then Ticketmaster wants a cut of the ticket price, but they're mm. already getting paid for all this other shit too. It's just a complete racket and monopoly. And that's what all these musicians were going up there and bitching about. And like I said, a few months ago, it took Taylor Swift to bring this to the attention. You know, Pearl Jam went up against them in the nineties and it really didn't go anywhere. But now there are a ton of musicians that are saying, you'll either won't see me on tour ever again, or I will try to go with another company, a, a local company that is for whatever that region is when we go on tour. And you said something about earlier about the, um, the uh, Mr. Bungle, their little short West Coast tour they're doing. Mm-hmm. Well, we're probably going to see a lot of more bands do little regional tours. That way they can hook up with regional ticket outlets. But Taylor Swift has said she's never going to work or do anything with Live Nation Ticketmaster again. Dang, man. 
We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. So they're just going to probably go in and split them up kind of like they did, uh, what was it, Southwestern Bell and all that? Well, back in the 80s what and, the, or was that in the 90s? The grip that Live Nation has on that industry it's like no other. is insane. You're a band. You Stink Flamingo hits it big and needs to do a tour. Well, Live Nation goes, okay, we'll take care of everything for you. And they literally do. I mean, it, it's an easy, no, you know, handoff process to go to a company like that because they will arrange the tour for you mm-hmm. and arrange the venues for you and fit you into their schedule. You know, it's a it's a full 360 deal. Right. They take care of the entire tour for you. And but, everybody else in the industry. So it's like a full service. Yeah. You end up they paying control everything. out the ass. But they they own. There was a, a deal that was brought up in, uh, I think it was Nashville. Maybe it was Atlanta. But it was talking about how every single venue in that city is owned by Live Nation. Golly, man. Every single venue. That every blows. single stadium for the sporting events to the music venues, they own everything that or have blows. control of it. That sucks. Yeah. And maybe they brought up a few cities, and I think Baltimore was also one of them because it's right there by D.C., um, how they have control of everything. And they're like, this is just stupid. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, there are a bunch of protests outside, you know, people, well, hopefully off. it'll, a lot of these musicians will bring it back to what you were just saying, local and doing their own thing, companies and stuff and, uh, stepping back in time a little bit and doing it the well, way it used to be done. And that could affect us here because live nation owns a ton of venues in this city. Um, either under the live nation name or the Ticketmaster name. And so when you start seeing like, a band go on tour and they don't have a Dallas stop or a Fort Worth DFW stop. That could be part of the reason. Cause we have so much of it here because there's not a large venue for them to go in. And we've talked about this on the show when Dickie's arena was built. Part of that whole thing was that Ticketmaster would not be involved with Dickie's arena. Well then someone got hosed. The rodeo needed a place to call home. You cowboy. I'm a cowboy. I'm a cowboy. I'm a cowboy. cowboy. PBR needed a place to call home. All this shit needed a place to call home. It's like, well, if you want this stuff here, you're going to have to partner up with Ticketmaster. And now, you know, there's a few shows that come through there that aren't Ticketmaster Live Nation related, but that somehow that contract works on. But for the most part, you're probably going to see a lot more bands just hitting Windstar. Yeah. I'm just doing it there in that conference room. But we have a, a concert. We have a brand new venue that's ran by Live Nation and Tim Love, the Tannehills. Um, there is talks. I don't think I can say this. There should be another venue built in Fort Worth, but it's going to be a Live Nation venue. And there's plans for it. Going to be close to um, the stockyards. Oh, yeah? <laughs> and it's going to be a big venue. And they, it's going to be another freaking Live Nation Ticketmaster venue. It just sucks. It sucks. The only place around here that isn't is um, Nokia, yeah, whatever the fuck it's called over there. And Nokia Thirty Grand Prairie. I don't, I don't know what it is now. 
the Sun Trust Bank Theater of Fun. <laughs> I don't know. It sucks. We should start a big venue. We should start our own venture. Should and be just completely crushed by just them. Just gotta and make sure all that we money. stay on top of our uh, of our uh, tickets and stuff. Like we'd have to figure out. We'd have to watch and crunch some numbers, man. We'll reach out to bands like Pearl Jam. Hey man, when you play hey, for two hundred bucks, Ticketmaster, we'll, we'll pay your bar tab too. I um, <laughs> Ministry posted a. I'll give you a carton of cigarettes as, as well. Today, Ministry posted on their Instagram the show they played at Numbers down in Houston, which is a badass venue. Um, with KMFDM opening in nineteen ninety, seventeen dollars. Yeah, yeah. The ticket stubs is seventeen dollars. I remember I went to a uh, Stone Temple Pilots Meat Puppets show at uh, back then. It, I believe it was still Schmirnoff. It wasn't. It moved. No, it might have been Coca Cola. I can't remember. But anyway, uh, twenty bucks. I remember thinking, "Wow, I'm paying a lot for a show." The uh, second time I saw Garth Brooks was at uh, Reunion Arena. 35 bucks, and I was like, God, that's fucking expensive. That's cowboy right there, man. That's right, cowboy. Boy. And then Garth Brooks. after that, U2 at Reunion Arena was something like 30 bucks. I was like, God, that's fucking expensive. And then Pink Floyd, 25 bucks. <laughs> Please bring those days back. Yeah, that'd be great. Well, might, might happen. Might happen. I would like for a band to do just show up and play. At a big at a big venue, you don't need a big production. You don't need all this screens and shit. Just show up. It's like Pearl Jam does. If you're they good enough, a lot. like I was actually shocked that Rage Against the Machine had that much production because mm-hmm. that was a band that didn't bring. It was just them. They'd play, but they had a big screen and all that video and stuff, um, and camera crew and all that crap. But just show up. Say you're doing a show at AAC. Just show up with a stage and play. Not a bunch of fancy. Crazy bullshit. Just strip down raw and go. Right. And charge twenty bucks ticket. Twenty five bucks ticket. Well, these musicians aren't and artists aren't dumb. They'll they'll figure it out. These people will figure it out. What they're gonna they'll adapt and hopefully they'll do something like that. Start start taking a page from the nineties book of music history. We gotta get these festival tickets down too. And yeah. Speaking of tickets. Do we need so many? Speaking of tickets. Do we mean need so many festivals, though, right now? Nah. Nah. They're not fun. They're not oh, fun man. anymore. I remember when, when, when you had you had OzFest and you had Lollapalooza, and that's about Perfect. all you had to worry about. EdgeFest. Now you got, an, oh, yeah, an EdgeFest. Edge and, then, and then Freaker's Ball, I guess. I would consider that one a radio station one. I spent more time at EdgeFest than Freaker's Ball. Actually, uh... Yeah. Now, there's too many festivals. We don't need a. We don't need. Um, we need to cut back on the on the Indian on the festival. festival. What's that called? Whoa, Coachella. Yeah, we Everybody need to we need to there. cut we back on that. the on the uh, licenses to do a festival. There's too I many. I didn't know there. Live Nation owned Bonnaroo. Um, are you surprised? I'm. I am. I'm kind of surprised with the lineups, but I, w- I was shocked. I would love to go to Bonnaroo this year. It looks so good. That lineup looks fucking amazing. The band you were just drooling all over that we were listening to MIDI files of, they're playing it. 
I have to talk to you about one thing before we're done. I have. I wanted before we get off this ticket thing. I wanna. I wanna hit this. Um, I'm not going to Vegas to see the Formula One race. You're not. Speaking of tickets, you're looking at <laughs> to sit in the grandstands. <laughs> this is for insane, three days. Dude. Is starts at two thousand dollars and goes up to one million dollars. That's just insane, man. That's like Hunger Games stuff. Like, like the only people that can go to that are the elites. Have you seen that? What they're doing in front of the Bellagio? Did you see that video? The grandstands they're building there. Yeah, right there on the. That's where I'd want to sit. But I think that is the million dollar. I know the win. It's got to be close. Where the win is. And all they're doing, that was the million-dollar spot. But you had a, a room for the entire week and all, all this other crap. And you got to go hang out in the yeah. paddocks and crap. A million bucks a person. <laughs> but the just to be in the, in the skybox, the hospitality area at the start-stop or start-finish is $10,000. <laughs> no. I'll just watch it on TV. Yeah. <laughs> We'll have a little watching party. Right. And we'll just chill and watch it. All right. That's into my ticket rant. That's madness. It's insane. And they're saying that that it's, this is going to be the premier event for the U.S. The Vegas. The Vegas race. one now. We'll have Miami. We'll have Texas. But the premier event is going to be this one. And this will bring, for that week, will bring more money to Vegas than the Super Bowl. Where wheel. are they doing the the NASCAR like little track? Is that in L.A.? They're doing it at uh, Pasadena, that little Rose Bowl or something. The one they always do, yeah. Oh, they they've done that for a while now. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know it. Yeah, I thought this was the first the time they did short it. Track thing. Yeah, they're trying to play it up like we're returning or something like that, but I, they do that once a year. So I don't know. I stopped following it, but. Uh, I got an idea. Freaking, uh, let's do the full DFW uh, road track freaking F1 event where it's a freaking, that one lap is around DFW. <laughs> That'd be insane. 820 to 20 to six. Or just a race, a race from Dallas to Fort Worth or Fort Worth to Dallas. Why don't we circumnavigate Beltline like Rocco did? Did he circumcise it or circum, <laughs> what? Circumvented. Circumvented. Yeah. Beltline Road. Which made no sense. It means you're going around Beltline Road, but okay. Imagine F1 cars going down roof snow. <laughs> Wouldn't ever make it. They'd hit the railroad tracks and the car would obliterate. Would just explode. <laughs> well, hit- the cops would be like, well, shit. Yeah. Got another uh, accident over here at, at, at uh, what was that place called that I got? <laughs> Stingrays. Stingrays. Um, it would also, like, if we started at this end, like, we're going to start at, at Black Rifle Coffee and we're going to go north. By the time you hit Dick Lewis, the car would explode. Just, yeah. Wouldn't even make it past the Taco Boy. Wouldn't make it past Sparks. The car would explode because yeah, the be road's good. terrible. No, 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 no. They got some potholes. They got some potholes. Which, how long are they going to close down Vegas, the boulevard? The strip uh, probably from now to till, get this ready. Yeah, I'm, I'm imagine it's probably getting cl- close to being closed. Don't you? It's not till November. Oh, 
I thought the race. I thought they was at the beginning of the season this year. No, it's not they're still November. starting in Miami and then coming back around. And they're Miami, hit it when they're they not do the, starting in Miami. They're starting in Bahrain. The, but the, Miami is Miami is the first U.S. and then they like they zigzag they back, all over the place. Yeah, they, then they come back to Texas. Yeah. go to Mexico, go to Brazil, then to Vegas, and then over to Abu Dhabi. I think to end the season out. I think it's the second to last race. Man, that's going to be a fun season. Yeah. You don't like my DFW to, like, Dallas? Cutting through Otago? (laughs) We could do it. I mean. You got to go through that beer barn. That's like a, you got to, you have to go through that. Beer barn's great. (laughs) Beer barn's awesome. Um, I thought you had something. Then I have one last thing. Oh, uh, what do you think about these Grisling Maxwell freaking, her doing interviews now from the. Prison? I haven't Prison. seen any of them. I haven't either, but I heard that she's pretty much like claiming she knows for sure that Epstein was murdered. Like she really believes it. It's like tell us something new. <laughs> Everything points to that. The guard yeah. guard just happens to be told to leave. Two guys come in there that don't work in the prison system. I think he's had sit in for I a think, little bit. I think she's also made some remarks about uh, that prince. And the girl that was involved in that, the picture that she's in. With the butt cheek pants? That prince? No, he... I hope he's not on the list. (laughs) That'd be disappointing. Prince would not be on that list. Yeah, for sure. Maybe when doves cry. (laughs) Mm, Nice. (laughs) I haven't watched anything of her... Jizzling is another name that makes me uncomfortable. Jizzling. Yeah. I always pretty. It's that guy walking to work under the Bank of America yeah. building. I always jizz pretty heavy, so never lean. <laughs> Jizzling, man, it's that new drink that's got the like the. Uh, it's the scissor. It's oh, the, I can get it from. Yeah, it's the codeine. It's the codeine. It's. Just, I, I think he's gone. No, he's not. He's not. I watched Maybe some he shit today. Me. He thrown around a knife like he's scorpion. It was oh, pretty man. weird. For people that follow that guy, they now know. Oh, that's who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah saw that. Yeah, I haven't watched any of that. I don't know. Nothing's ever going to happen. I mean, it's like pointless. Like, who cares? Like, meh, whatever. <laughs> like, like, yeah, whatever. What's going to happen? She could say a whole bunch of shit, but nothing's going to change. Our government's still going to be full of pedophiles. We still have a president that molests, gropes women. Who's that? That's him. Oh. It's my impression of oatmeal brain Biden. You still have the Clintons running around doing whatever the fuck they want, murdering people left and right. Nothing's going to change. Mm-mm. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I've reached the point in my life where I don't give a shit about any of those <laughs> Just people. Just like, meh, whatever. <laughs> meh, whatever. I got my own life to live. I can take care of my own shit. I got places I want to go and things to see. I don't give a fuck about Hillary or, you know, Bill's about to die. Well, man, this thing with old Biden, though, is really getting interesting, though, I will say. it's uh, You're seeing some American history that might go down in the next few weeks. All these people have top-secret documents in their house. I mm-hmm. bet you everybody in Washington has a piece of paper For in sure. their house that says top-secret yeah. on it. That's the thing is, this is the this to me, this looks like the Democrats saying F you to Biden. 
They're like, dude. They're done. They were like, they probably, they didn't know that he was going to really seriously probably run again and everything. And then now that he's actually, it's we're coming up on the State of the Union address where they think he's going to announce that he's running. All the Democrats are like, we are fucked if he runs again. So who do you have run in his spot? Uh, I think what uh, everyone assumes is Gavin Newsom or um, Obama's wife, huh. Michelle Obama. Go on. Ah, I'm getting new some. Ah, what's. Hi, I'm Gavin Newsom. Welcome to California. Stick a dick in your mouth. Isn't that the way it goes? Something like that. Like when you get off the airport at LAX? Hi, I'm Gavin Newsom. Welcome to California. And you think Michelle's going to have one when you go into any, any airports in, Amer- in the U.S.? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about, sir. I have no idea. I, uh, I got slapped on the do wrist. Do a shot real quick. I got <laughs> out of Michelle Obama. Want to do a shot? <laughs> well, that's gonna get deleted. You got Obama. That's gonna get deleted. Wow. <laughs> you're the one over there going dong with your. That's getting deleted. <laughs> Well, that was weird. we were doing some Fort Worth podcast with uh, <laughs> uh, visit Fort Worth, visit Fort Worth. But yeah, hey, we just tell it how it is. Delete. Well, if you want to be racist, <laughs> it's not. It doesn't do it any good anymore. Remember, we used to it went bang was hard. Pantera have been removed from two festivals in Germany because of what Phil did in 2016. Oh. <laughs> They're bringing this back up. There's a green party, or there's a party over there called the Greens. They're a center-left political party in Nuremberg City. And their argument is the fact, this is, and I'm, I'm reading this, this is their quote, the fact that the band Pantera is planning their reunion in 2023, of all times, oh, and he's wants- doing the, the 66 thing. Is that what it is? Twenty three two zero two three would be like I know that there's some kind of significance to eighty eight, the number eighty eight, and like sixty six. I, I think I don't know. So it says maybe I have uh, looked at too much conspiracy stuff. It says their reunion in twenty twenty three of all times and wants to celebrate it on the former Nazi Party rally grounds clearly exceeds the limit of Whoa. what is bearable. So Rock and Park. And Rock Am Ring take place in Germany. They're Germ- they're big German uh, music festivals. Yeah, but they are some history in Germany. Germany <laughs> on fairgrounds that I guess Nazis once used as rally points. But you can't hold that forever. Pantera has played Rock Am Ring before, and Rock in the Park or Rock Am Park. So. All of a sudden, oh my God, there's a. I'm pretty sure there's some pretty extreme metal bands that actually are Nazis or support the Nazi party that have played both these concerts, if we go back and look in yeah, the past. I'm sure there Especially is. some hardcore black metal bands that mm-hmm. are super white supremacist. But what they're bringing to light is what happened in 2016, which we've talked on this show about the whole. Uh, 
salute at the dime bash and him saying white power because of the wine he was drinking white lightning white lightning white drink or whatever he was drinking and that was giving him power on stage or whatever that loose leaf (laughs) excuse was but these were going to be the two first European shows of this reunion tour and now they can't they're not going to be able to play them. They've been removed from the festival. So who's going to sub in for those two shows? Die Tottenhausen. Hmm. Who's a shitty fucking band. Okay. I hate that band. I If there's a band to hate, <laughs> it's Die Tottenhausen. <laughs> or Tottenhausen. I don't like those guys. <laughs> they're not cool. They're stupid. I've never gotten into them. I, I, had, I was given one of their CDs for free. One time from another friend when I was in high school who was like, you need to listen to these guys, man. And then he gave it to me as a joke. And I was like, this is the shittiest shit I've ever heard in my life. Why did you give this to me? He goes, ha, 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 pass it on to someone else. They're horrible. These guys? Um, Sure. <laughs> well, whatever. I guess. Well, I mean, whatever. Whatever. They're not that great. I'm not a big fan of them. Um, bunch of stooges. I'm sorry if we they have fans anything, of them in the did chat. They do room. anything that I would know. Um, they did some. Oh, uh, dude, they played O'Reilly's here. Yeah. Okay, so that explains it. That band is taking Pantera spot. They played O'Reilly's in North <laughs> Dallas, a place with drop ceilings where if you sling your guitar in the air, it will stick in the ceiling. A bar that asked us to play everything we had. I think they still owe us money. And to play us, basically play our set again because the out-of-town band that was supposed to be headlining wasn't there yet. And then, yeah, they ended up ditching, right? Isn't that what it was? Yeah. They walked in and looked at the place and left. Did we do it? The only thing we did was we played all the stuff we had instrumentals written for we hadn't written lyrics for so we didn't go in and play our set a second we time we didn't play our set a second damn time. it we're like this is stupid that would have been awesome no we didn't do that we think yeah. we did so good on that last set we're gonna play it again but they're uh, a german metal band that's been a, or a german punk band that's been around for 40 years and they're just awful <laughs> well i guess we won't interview them on the uh, fort worth interview show well i doubt they would be here well, if they do come. I would love... Rock and Ring is one of the shows I've always wanted to go to. Um, if we're going to like be friends of festivals. Look at this cover band. The name of it. Iron Mang. <laughs> <laughs> it's an Aussie Black Sabbath tribute. <laughs> do you say it? Iron Mang? You have to, man. It's got to. Be, I don't right? think this is the Iron same Man? band, dude. There's no way these guys are playing O'Reilly's again. Or they just played on the 13th with Iron Man. Let me see how it looks. That's Die Unnamed. Oh, not Die Tottenhausen. <laughs> I was like, these guys. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> it's Die Unnamed. So sorry, guys. I confused you with a different band. Headliners for this show at Rock and Ring: uh, Rise Against Limp Biscuit on Friday night with Fever Three. Rise Against and okay. Limp Biscuit. 
That's interesting. Pretty good, huh? Um, Saturday is Kings of Leon, Tenacious D. <laughs> Saturday I could do without, except Gorgira's playing, and so's Hellstorm. I'd, I'd see both of that. Yeah. The Distillers, if they actually show up. Yeah. yeah. Incubus. Gorgira. Evidence. Evanescence. Gorgira and Incubus. Papa Roach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Sunday, headlining, Die Tottenhausen. Bring me the horizon, Machine Gun Kelly, Architects. Yeah, I changed my mind. I don't really want to go to this shitty fucking festival. So fuck them. Fuck you, Germany. Yeah, you ditch Pantera. We ditch you. We're not coming out. Friday's the best night. Mashuga, Motionless and White. Have you listened to that Mashuga album yet? Yes, I saw them play it live. You were out of town. Yeah. That was... That show... Did your wavos hurt? They hurt. I I kind of have PTSD, uh, Vietnam flashbacks from it. Like, I will sit there and I'll think about that show and be like, what the fuck happened? I don't understand. Would you take some drugs or something? You don't have to take drugs to be... To enter the spirit pummeled, world. Pummeled by them. You really don't. Pummeled. That's actually an accurate term in regards to Meshuggah's yeah. music. What's the big uh, metal festival that's in the castle? Uh, uh, the is it Wiccan? Yeah. Wiccan? Or there's no. hell. There's the Hellfest too. Isn't it looks like Wacken open air. Yeah, but it's uh, Wiccan open air. Um, I wanted. I just wanted to see who was playing there this year. Let's see if it's better than um, the other one. Uh, program. I need this to be in English. Acceptable? Would you be okay with Prong playing, filling in those two s- spots? Dude, their new stuff sounds good. All their stuff sounds good. They got a new track out. They're fixing to release a new album. It's, I was like, yeah. Or they just released a new album. The last full length that I listened by them was really good. And it, it's Vakken open air. Vakken. Vakken. It's a Vakken. Um, it's not Wacken. Deicide. In. Anthrax. In. Beartooth. I'm, I'm going through the bands I know. Dropkick Murphys. Drain. Enemy Inside. Dying Fetus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Iron Maiden. Immolation. Mm-hmm. Ginger. They were just here. Ginger? Yeah. The Ukrainian metal band that mm-hmm. had to seek exile out of the country. Kill Switch. Mm-hmm. Cataclysm, uh, Creator, mm-hmm. Legion of the Damned, nah, nah, nah. Megadeth, mm-hmm. Pennywise. I'd like to see Pennywise again. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Pennywise in a while. Mm-hmm. Pentagram. Mm-hmm. See, Satan's coming. Satan's coming to. Uh, no. The I didn't know he was booking shows. Um, the place over uh, <laughs> in Ir- Amplified Life. The Devil. Yes. He booked a show? Yeah. Trivium. Uh, Don't give a shit about. Uriah Heep. Don't care about. (laughs) While She Sleeps. War Donut. I don't like any of these festivals. That's what I'm saying. We got too many festivals right now. We don't need any more. We need less festivals. Not more. We got to go to a... 
like they're they're talking about breaking up. Uh, they're they're doing something with Ticketmaster and everything. They also need to go ahead and fix this festival situation we got. How many times can I see Gorgira this year? That's my question. How many times can I go see Gorgira? Bonnaroo. Kendrick Lamar on Friday. In? Yeah. Three Six Mafia. Yes. Portugal Man. Fleet Foxes. I'm just bouncing through here. Uh, okay, neat. Uh, second night headlining: Odessa, Little Nas X, Corn. Okay. Rainbow Kitten I'll check Surprise. Out uh, Especially if, if are they if they're if they're doing old stuff and not trying to be. Re- like renovated corn, I would I would definitely have to see that. What's show. really weird is corn is being pushed to small font for that day. Wow, is that weird? Freaking corn, man! It's weird. Jenny Lewis, um, and then on on Sunday, your headliner is Foo Fighters. Okay, this will be their like their first show back. Um, no one, they haven't, I don't think they've said who's playing drums. Uh, Paramore, the Pixies, uh, Peach Pit. There was someone metal, metal in here. I thought Gorgira was playing this. I don't know. Maybe they'll kick Paramore out and put in Gorgira. You know, now that I look at this, eh, I don't want to go to that. I don't care. Whatever. 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 That's it. I'm, I'm done. Whatever. Um, but yeah, that's 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 that. That's if that. I score you tickets, that's exactly how I'd like for you to respond to me. Hey, man, I got us some sweet ass tickets to Bonnaroo. Yeah, okay. Nah, man, whatever. Nah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. one of those cruises, the ones we always make fun of, actually looks really good this year. <laughs> One of the, metal the Mastodon and Lamb of God crews, pretty much. Yeah, and I was like, "That'd oh, be fun. We could do that." Hey Troy, imagine how much Let's Hey Troy would be bases, working, man. You guys like them squire bases? You can't play on them squires. I just don't want to go to. It only goes from Florida to Miami, Galveston? Florida to Galveston, the Meanie Bahamas. That's a twenty-minute flight. <laughs> If there's one cruise that someone's going to die on, that's one. Like, someone's going to die on that cruise, right? I think so. Is this one it? Don't, like, doesn't, like, every cruise have a, a death? Well, or every isn't once that in a while? what they say? It's a code something? Yeah. And it's a death? Yeah. And code, they basically just code Mr. Stiffer. down in, the, in a, a little room of just ice. a fridge next to the That's next sushi. to the regular ice. And it's in the kitchen somewhere. Yeah, where it's they right around the, the cilantro and carrots that they chopped. Mm. <laughs> right next to the ranch, the bulk ranch that we got. Right there on the... Oh, we're going to miss it. It's this weekend. It's shiprocked. I want to go on Sammy Hagar's. I bet you he has a cool cruise. Nope, it's not Shiprock. Never mind. Do you think so? I bet you he does. I want to go on his TV show, hang out with him. That'd be cool. That'd be cool, right? I'd be down with some Sammy time. Susie, it's on the list. Get Sammy on. <laughs> See if we can reach out to Sammy Hagar. <laughs> he can come in here and play. Uh, Just tell him we like to party. 
He can tell the story of uh, my favorite Van Halen song about how he was trying to bang this chick and then Eddie Van Halen showed up at his house <laughs> and was banging on the door and beating on the door. You've got more questions. Like, they came down and they wrote the song real quick and then he went, they needed words for it and he walked back upstairs and she wasn't into it anymore. And he, he's like, come on, baby, finish what you started. <laughs> You've got questions about the whole setup. Like everything about that evening. I need to know about this. <laughs> I've got questions. <laughs> and you'd be like, eh, not that great. <laughs> Dave no, was I, better. I, uh, well, we could get him too. What if we sat down, Dave and Sammy, and together? Had, just Ooh, talk it out. Man, that'd be wild. Be awesome. I couldn't handle There's two people I couldn't handle having an interview with. I think I could handle it. It's. Uh, David Lee Roth. He's too weird. I've heard too, him on other stuff. Yeah, he gives you tired. Yeah, he never finishes his sentence. Yeah, he never finishes his sentence. You're like, what? He's actually very, very intelligent. You want to hear what he's saying? You're like, hey, 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 hey can you slow it down? Add. Can you slow it down a little bit? Like, do do half, half, half speed. David, half David. Right now, yeah, just be just do half David. I don't need the spoobity bop. No, we don't need. We don't need. Uh, I don't need you to. No, yeah, you, you just know, leave that at home when you're here. Answering I don't the need questions. you to reach down between your legs and ease the seat back. I need you to be. No, that's normal. fine. That's fine. He can do that can. in that that slow of like that cadence and how slow it is. That's fine. Well, what if but we need to take a break? Like when he starts doing that stuff in the middle of his stories. That's when we're like, fuck, I want to blow, we my, needed to take a blow break, my head off. He'd go, one break, coming Shit, right up. up. <laughs> yeah, dude. If he started just beating us down with that. That's yeah, I don't. And then the other person, Steven Tyler. I couldn't sit down with him. Yeah, he's kind of the same disease. We'll talk forever. Well, and you also have to set up the room. When he went on Joe Rogan, he had to bring all this like, paraphernalia to surround him with and have the room set up. That would be a beating. And I had to put a bunch of old lady scarves all over our fucking studio. That would suck. Did you hear who, you know, he got in trouble a couple weeks ago for something. Young girl. Uh Oh. In the 70s or something, you know, when everybody was doing it. Oh, yeah, yeah. When it was just the thing. There, yeah, it was some. She can't. She the girl wrote a book and it alludes to it being Steven Tyler. It doesn't just come straight out and say it was, but people have put. Two and two together, and the timeline and everything, and it's. I mean, he, <laughs> yeah, it was when honking on Bobo was going on. <laughs> but Tim Allen this week, did you hear Pam Anderson came out? Yeah, in her book. Yeah, that's that's. I don't like that. That sucks. If it's what real? He walked around. He was in a robe was... backstage, and then just flashed her and said, uh, "He said." Um, this is for you because I've seen you naked so many times. I figured I would return the favor. Yeah. I don't know. That seems kind of predatorial to me. How many times have you uh, <laughs> just done that? Attributed a family Anderson. Just at an event. Hey, and a set. I was talking about in magazines and pictures. <laughs> We're in the tree of trust. We're in the tree of trust. Maybe not, a video. Not, not as not as many as you would think. That video. I was more impressed with someone honking a boat horn with, with their dong than yeah. I was 
you didn't really didn't see much of her. Yeah. I mean, she was like yeah. laying around. She did work on him. Did you watch the movie, the I TV haven't. show? One with uh, Seth, the series. Uh, was it Seth, Seth Rogen? No, I have not. And Sebastian, what's his Bach? name? No, the uh, Winter Soldier. Yes. Plays Tommy Lee. Yeah. Talks to his dick. That seems hilarious. Off <laughs> to check it out. And it's Jason Manzukis voices his dick. <laughs> Sounds so, out of control already. <laughs> it is out of control. It's completely out of control. That should have won a Grammy or an Oscar or an Emmy I, or Golden Globe, whatever the fuck they are. A panty. A panty. Oh, and real quick, today everybody was throwing a fit that the Oscar nominations came out and a bunch of their favorite movies yeah. were shafted. Whatever. You know what? Maybe your mo- favorite movie was shafted because it's not fucking good. Get over it. Meh. Whatever. No one cares about the Oscars anyway. I mean... That, I don't Man. see how... Like, the, they, get over it. Yeah. The, those big gift bags they get too, man. They can't be making money from the Oscars right now, right? There's no way. That's like a, a like forty thousand dollar tax. It. There's like three people that watch it. I used to know people that get dressed up for it. I was in California once on Hollywood Boulevard, whatever it is, Sunset Boulevard, whichever one it is that runs through there. When the Oscars was happening, I flew out the day of the Oscars, and those limos start lining up like at ten a.m. Oh, to man. start letting people yeah. in, and the, they you're start just giving to get out some awards Chick-fil-A early. And shit. You're just trying to go to your Chick Fil A, get nope. some biscuits, chicken I, biscuits. I was just trying to get to the airport to yeah, get out of there. That sucks, man. And it took like 30 minutes to go two blocks because of all the security. I guess that's what's bad about living on whatever Meth? that too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, it's been a fun show, sir. It has been fun. Next week, we're going to have more fun. It's going to be more fun and prizes. And I'll have more ideas for you. And you'll have things you'll want to Yeah, I thought about. I was going to do some therapy today, but nobody emailed me any uh, Dear Abby letters. I thought that was... We're going to do that once a month, right? Oh, okay. Let's do that yeah, once a month. So, a yeah, month. if you need some uh, some guidance, some help... Some void. Some voying. Would you like me to void? We haven't got any pictures in the mail lately. We sure haven't got any void. Any voying pictures. Um, but yeah, if Do you, you like want, if you need advice, if you need uh, someone to talk to you and help you out with problems in life, email us. That's what we're here for. That's right. And, and send um, us some money. You know. Wallet's getting tight lately. We're just your favorite two dudes that are now I mean, representatives of this great city we live in. And soon... We'll all be a lake of fire. We will. And, uh... Good night, God. Yeah. May God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> Man, Whatever. 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 <laughs>